Welcome to the Dabari Chat Show 2023. Everybody loves Dabari. Everybody loves them. Everybody was like, oh my God. Welcome to the Dabari Chat Room ASL. Marvel. (laughs) Fox. So when are you going to adapt the Dabari aliens to live action? Is this the show? Are we on the mutant ages right now? (laughs) You pressed record and instantly started talking over each other. So I, A plus. <laughs> yeah, so this is the show. This is it the on show. Brand. Welcome. And two, Dabari sounds like a fancy chocolatier. It kind of does, doesn't it? <laughs> Dabari, truffles, dark indulgence. <laughs> Too sophisticated to be a cookie. Yeah. <laughs> Jessica Chastain may as well be like, my backstory is that I was a famous chocolatier on my planet. <laughs> That would make as much sense. As I mean, she didn't know else. who the fuck she was. All right, hold on. She didn't. I have a lot okay, of notes. Okay, we need on to this. introduce the show. We need to introduce the show. I'm Maddie. This is the Mutant Ages. Oh. <laughs> I just assumed you guys weren't going to introduce yourselves because every time I say I'm Maddie, when we're all here, no one chimes in. I, I started I'm like to. I'm trying not to make a sound so that you could do the intro. And as I'm attempting Why? to do that, Ryan just <laughs> Maddie has it. already does. She's no. Maddie. I'm Ryan. I don't know who that guy is. I'm Todd. All right. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Um. This is the mutant ages. Little a little role a little role play keeps the relationship fresh. That's right. That's right. I'm always Maddie though for some reason. You two just switch around. <laughs> The Wikipedia page is its own entire journey. You should tell them what this show is. Okay, okay, all right. Well, let's do the introductions properly. Maddie's here, I'm here, Todd's here. That's proper, right? Okay, this is the Mutant Ages. <laughs> this is a show where we cover every adaptation of the X-Men, including every shitty Fox mm-hmm. film past X-Men 2000. That's right. And uh, we're, okay, we're almost done with we're these almost films. Almost done. I mean, we're done with the shitty ones. I think that's fair to say. Have, From this no, point on, we we've still got have Logan. Lo- oh well, you and I don't really like Logan. I'm not, okay, which is oh, such I don't a really controversial like Logan, opinion like, at this point. Like, as Wolverine has been announced to be in Deadpool three, so many people are like, "How dare Hugh Jackman tarnish the reputation <laughs> of Logan?" And I'm like, "Have people rewatched it? Because I have to he tell you, fights uh, like." A version of himself, himself in that movie for like 45 fucking minutes. Uh, okay, wait, he's supposed to, wait, that's supposed to be a character apparently that somebody like in the Mutant Ages Discord brought up recently and I, I don't even know where it is. I cannot find it again right now. Is it supposed to be Sabretooth? Because that would have made more sense. No, it's like at some point, um, Logan gets like, there's there's like another experiment mm-hmm. 
Um, okay, so he's coming back in a future comic. I'm trying. I'm oh, like it's from a, co- it's right a comic reference in the movie that they were trying to. Do. Yeah, it is, but I'm trying to fucking find it now. Okay. Well, while you're scrolling, Logan, the mutant ages, kind Logan. of mid, <laughs> not a great film. We're gonna get into that soon. However, um, Daphne King's Daphne great. Daphne incredible. I will also say, I think Patrick Stewart's incredible. I think all the performances are great. I think the script needed another pass. Okay, even Caliban's good, even no, yeah, though he I, shouldn't be there. But okay. I agree. I actually, right, again, okay, hold I really on. like all. Why the are we talking about Logan and not Darth? <laughs> because <laughs> like you hated this movie so much that we are now covering a movie that I didn't watch. I know. Well, I know. So I think I think I probably hate this movie the most of the three of us, and it's purely emotional. I have such an attachment to Jean Grey as a character. And Dark and Phoenix. Phoenix like as a storyline. I love the Phoenix saga. I love Jean Grey. And I honestly think Sophie Turner does a great job acting as Jean in this movie. I love her. She's excellent. But She's so the good. The script and editing of this film just goes so far off the rails. And it's it's <laughs> it's tough because, again, the performances, they really are some moments that work really well. But it's kind of like a combination of the movies leading into this movie didn't really set it up very well. And then also the Disney acquisition happened like during the making of this movie, which kind of fucked well, things up. Well, I have up. a lot of notes about so, that. So do we want to get into that? Right. Well, but it also suffers from the fact that the Fox films have like established this universe that is basically not the X-Men I know, at like all. the and Mystique like the, problem, which we can't let go of, oh but it's, it's it's as bad as it's, it's ever like been in this movie. It's prominently bad in this episode, I mean, this episode, <laughs> this long. movie. <laughs> this is the first half of the movie, by the I way. Know. R.I.P. Pour one out for our beautiful, heroic American Mystique. We love her. She has an action figure. She has an action figure! I can't! This is, I okay, can't. the only thing I said about this is that the only thing that like checks out for me in this entire movie is Xavier well I was gonna say besides Xavier is that it is the 90s and we have a bunch of people blue facing to show actually, that they're I like I totally agree with you on that that is actually hilarious like, the, in the 90s like they're like okay we're gonna we blue face to show that we are an ally of the blue people <laughs> and I'm like Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ. Like, you think about how fucking offensive that actually is based on like the reality of this movie it's like kind of hilarious and also like so on brand you know anyway I mean it's the 90s for you they I know, got that part I know right. that part's perfect by the way, I did find out in Discord. Okay, so yeah. coming back in Dark X-Men is a clone of Logan named Albert that was created by Donald Pierce. And apparently oh. that's who that's supposed to be in Logan. But nobody- And Donald Pierce is involved. That's interesting. Because he's he's one of the villains in, in Logan, for your reference, Todd. Right. But it's not. Instead, it's just X-24. But it's supposed <laughs> to be Albert, apparently. X-24. Jesus Christ. One number up. That movie. They're like, okay, so we cloned a lot of kids. But but our next experiment God. is gonna be just the right one right after is gonna be a, a grown man. Dude, that, that movie, there's a lot of things wrong Doesn't with it. Like, come on. Sense. At the end of the movie, there's like a kid who has like earthquake powers. He's like, my name's Richter. And I'm like, why is he a child? Okay, but you know the Fox films love to make everybody's ages wrong. That's why Emma Frost can't be in this movie, because she's been in two other movies in the wrong timeline. Okay, line. but she was supposed to be. All right, all right. Okay, everybody, please calm down, because Ryan's going to read you a list of fucking facts about this Todd movie is that is, is going to be I'm screaming. mind-boggling. I'm really yeah. just letting this Todd is so wash calm. over me. Always. Todd, Todd, you love us for some I'm fucking reason. I'm immersed in this discussion. Every time we record this, I'm always like, it's nice that Todd's our friend, even though we're 
fucking insane. Well, it's really only the first ten minutes of this <laughs> yeah, show where Maddie and I just like I need to like go do some jumping jacks. You 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 do have much stronger feelings about this stuff, and so I really do think it just. <laughs> As, as someone who's That's why like, we have this podcast. We have to scream at each other about this because no one else cares. Like, no one cares. Oh, my God. That I, I, I really, I put on the therapist hat. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's important Tell for you to have Tell me more about how that makes <laughs> just, you feel. Really. Interesting. Yeah. Why are you so angry at Hank and Mystique dating? Go on. Uh, yes, I see. That is the strangest part I of know. these films I'm that have been going on for is four it? movies now. Is it's it? not, it it's really not the strangest is. part. There's so many strange <laughs> me, parts. There's so many strange no, parts. No, it's just a really strange pairing because I, I would know. never, ever pair those characters together in the comic books. Well, I mean, I could kind of see it for this version of Mystique, who is not a person we know. Just a completely different person we don't know. Okay, also, I mentioned this to Todd yesterday, but I was like, okay, so these these movies started in the 60s. Yep. It is now the 90s, and nobody has Everyone looks yeah. identical. At all. Yeah. Identical. Like, why? Nicholas Holt is exactly... Exactly I mean, at least same. Xavier, like, lost some hair, but Nicholas Holt looks like he is not aged a day. You know what I think is funny, though? His beast form is aging, which is actually really funny. Like he looks older <laughs> as Beast. I think that's just them not being consistent with makeup. Oh, absolutely honestly. not. And also, this is like the movie where Jennifer Lawrence was like, I'm not going blue anymore. You all need to CGI it. And it looks like shit. Like oh, she terrible. looks like her eyes are like floating well, slightly off her face. She wasn't going to be in this movie. Okay, her and Xavier and Magneto were not. The was, like their contracts were yep, up. Yep. Yeah. So Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy boy they all three of them they were just like were dumb but i don't know how well apparently jennifer lawrence read a version of the script because i think there were some versions that were pretty good okay jennifer lawrence made the mistake of being like i'm only gonna come back if simon kimberg directs this and i was like why did she do that Yeah, I don't think I, she I knew legit, that he was going to be a bad director. I, I just because he hadn't directed he anything before. Have been the this director, is his first film, and it's hopefully his last. I, I think it was her going like, if they get someone new, the new person might be even more. Well, no, they were going to have Brian Singer do it. Well, so Brian Singer was like fully canceled by the time this movie was being put yeah. together, and they were like, we need to have someone else on it. And we need to have the movie have feminist themes to like make up for oh. all of the shit that's been oh going down. Oh my god, down. I can't wait to talk about the stupidest line in the movie. Okay, wait. Before we get to that, though, I just want to note that Captain Marvel came out the same year as this movie, which is like insane uh, to think about. I know because what? it feels like those two things can't have been in the same this time movie period. Feels so much older. Than I that. doesn't it? That's... Doesn't it? It feels like a movie that came out a thousand years a ago thousand in terms years of ago. the yeah. feminism levels it's on, especially compared to Captain. Marvel, which I'm not going to say Captain Marvel is perfect, but like its politics are pretty robust compared to this movie, which is basically like, what if Gene did something? <laughs> and the if Gene roll. had emotions, they would be bad because girls are crazy. Like that or is kind of maybe they're good, but they don't stick that don't landing. Know. They're they're good as long as they dissolve into um, a big fire bird in space. Yeah, that's end. fine. If they Honestly, stick around, that's bad. That's a problem. I do know that they changed the ending of this movie to try to make it less like Captain Marvel. But honestly, what they change it from? Because it's still the same as Captain Marvel. Like great question. It's the same fucking thing. All right, thing. so I think I think this is a great time for Ryan to do his the, who's that X-Men but about a yeah. movie. Who's so that like, Dark Phoenix? Who, who, who's this What's movie this for? Movie? All right. Who's this movie um, for? Okay, okay wait, should okay, we all say so that in listen. unison? 
Somehow people who have perfected the art of talking over each other could not could manage not to do that, that like in unison. Oh yeah. Todd, Todd, Todd is here Todd, to you don't, us. You're not here for the who's that X-Men section usually, but it usually is Maddie and I not no, Absolutely not. And then all. we kind of line up the tr- I try. I oh no. I was 1000% convinced that happens in post-processing. I, oh yeah, 100%. Like, Maddie no way. and I. There are no also times where we count it in and Ryan just doesn't say it and goes, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Which you've experienced in real time with me saying I'm Maddie and Ryan going, wait, are we starting? Like six times in a row. <laughs> it's a miracle we ever complete an episode of the show, honestly. I don't know how he did anything on stage when it was live. <laughs> anyway, right. So we were just talking about this, but Brian Singer was kicked off this yep. film because of all the shit that Brian Singer does. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't need to. Was kicked we off have... this earth. Yeah, he lives on the moon now. Yeah, right. He was fired into the yep. sun. Um, so this ended up being Simon Kingberg's directorial debut. The other movie I just looked it up. He directed after this was the 355. I have not I have no seen that movie. That I don't is. know the, the what. It has a lot of this. Jessica Chastain's in that oh too. Boy. Oh boy, Jessica, <laughs> right. why anyway, you go back? <laughs> so. So he was like, I want to do this because I want to fix what happened in X-Men yes. 3. Except he didn't. He didn't at all. <laughs> he didn't at all. So like Simon Kinberg, he hasn't written every X-Men movie by a long shot, but he's written a lot of the latter day ones, which, oh boy. <laughs> and uh, he, I think, is not a bad writer. He's had some great ideas. And I think that this movie had so many scripts that I'm sure there were some that made sense. I mean, he's seen a couple episodes of X-Men, the animated series. Just like that one episode of Apocalypse, like screaming at the clock that's the one he's okay, seen but i think he watched the five-part x-men tas run of the dark phoenix and essentially adapted it here there's a lot of similarities he does not do there a are. great job no if anything i wish he'd adapted it one-to-one <laughs> like just keep it yeah. exactly the same dude because that would have made more sense like why'd you change it i'm gonna i'm about to list off more facts but i will say that i am gonna give him the benefit of the doubt of having to write a Dark Phoenix storyline based in whatever the Fox I know. universe I am sympathetic is. to that as I well. Mean, I mean, I... He had a tough... I think that's crazy. He had a tough road heading into this where he had to deal with Mystique being who she is already. Logan doesn't exist in this universe. Like, there's some problems. Like, there's some missing characters here. You know? Wait, but he does exist. He's just in the woods. Well, you know what I'm saying, I, though, Todd? No, he's the not wrong, yet. He's the wrong age. And, and Ryan, it's not not yet. We already did that. Remember, that was last live action movie where Gene. <laughs> no, and but Logan... I'm saying that like it. According to this, well, that takes place after X Men Three, and this is before X Men Three, or I don't even know when the fuck this is supposed to be because apparently X Men Three is like in the 2000s, but Gene's going but crazy. It's, well, but it's gone now. It's been retconned because of all the time travel. Uh, who the fuck? I don't. Ryan, understand. don't all worry. Right, we anyway, don't need to explain it to you because it's stupid. I'm so and mad it doesn't now. matter. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. So. He did a bunch of research on mental illness related okay, to trauma crazy. for this movie. That was the, I read that and I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, where is that research in this film? Because <laughs> I don't think this is based on any mental illness. I, mean, I, know I guess of. Jean Grey's childhood trauma, but like the trauma is erased from her brain. All right. Anyway, like, we'll get to that, that later. The way that she acts. Okay. To clarify, I think her acting is great and the performance is great. I just don't think it has anything to do with any mental illness or any. Thing. Like it's just a superpowered no. alien life form that's inside her body. I, I think it's crazy that like both 
All right, they're like Jean Grey and Wanda. The only way that they could have these powers if they were also mentally that. ill, and it's like, yeah. I really don't like that. Like, and we can get fuck, into guys? that more as we break and also, down the movie. Also, they're a lady. I don't like that. I don't like that. All right, but it's fine. I don't either. I mean, I do. I, in a way, I do like it for Wanda, just because it's been so engraved in that character, and I think it is a good story. I mean, to it's be been like, okay, rewritten well, by so many great writers by this uh, point, right. and it, like it can be done well. But, but I don't Jean, like that this is the trope. It doesn't make you know? any sense. No, Jean Grey it's, in the comic books, she doesn't have mental illness. She's like the I mean, problem that's is her, her whole, own power, and that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That like they like conceptually, if they had been like, we're gonna go into the impact on the human mind of being able to constantly hear everyone around you mm-hmm. and being able to pick up a car with yep. your thoughts. Yeah. And all that sh- that's like, that's a lot to handle. Yeah. Right. Well, like, also, and it's also Jean Grey. They don't ever touch on this in the movies, but like, she's a very rare instance where she's both telepathic and telekinetic, yeah. which makes her super fucking dangerous. And powerful like, that's the in whole ways thing. that scare her father. And I mean, that I think is one of the most interesting parts of the movie. But that's interesting, and like it's a great idea that okay, that I was not prepared for Ellie's fucking rapist yeah, from to the last be the of father. Show. That guy, what's his name? I'm gonna look so up his name. Good in he's this movie. really good in every film he's, he's ever. He's really in. good. Um, I, again, Scott Shepard. I really like the acting in a lot of parts of this movie. Yeah, Scott Shepard's really good at being like a weird, creepy evil dude yep and he becomes very creepy as her dad in this and i liked it i liked the scene between them where she goes back home it's so weird and the music is incredible okay we the music is okay the music is like the saving point of this it's movie so Hans zimmer Hans that, zimmer I was the not only anticipating seeing that at the only end. x-men movie he's ever done Hans zimmer was like he did a batman movie uh and was like i'm never doing superhero movies again and then got talked back into this fucking movie which is <laughs> crazy but the Wild. result is that this movie has incredible music that is just gorgeous it is so good and i actually think very fitting for the dark yeah Phoenix. it reminded me a lot of music from destiny oh not a not a oh, bad I like thing that though not a bad no, thing no, because not, it's like a space a opera way. like a space for, yeah epic. exactly yep. for that exact reason like yeah. a lot of the music that they would use for like big sweeping shots interstitial shots in space where you can see like a planet but it's just a like a shot of your ship just kind of hanging there yeah yeah so yeah you're alone in space and they're playing this kind of like whoa yeah whoa. i mean like there's some scenes in this that i think are stupid as fuck but like then the music is so good <laughs> oh are there music <laughs> is really good <laughs> yeah so i'm like i i don't know i kind of like this scene just because the music really makes it work like i feel like that's part of why i ended up liking the first 20 minutes of the movie so much is because the music is so good i mean we know that he's done other stuff that we love like the lion king and inception and interstellar and some of these movies aren't even good but like yeah but the music's so good his music is like incredible and like i don't know i think that was the right choice was to get him Absolutely. on for this movie i kind of wish they had this for A better movie other excellent <laughs> films yeah. i don't know i know i but know i know i don't they've had a, a, a various amount of uh, composers not that they were bad they were just like super goofy sounding I was like yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like guys all right. I mean I kind of liked that this movie didn't have the X-Men theme in it like it just doesn't yeah. have that it just none has of its them own really themes. did honestly but I think I that's mean, like, cool they, uh, like he wrote completely original music 
didn't didn't steal any motifs from anywhere else, which I feel like most composers would have done. So, okay, Maddie, you're going to love this. But like if you look at the soundtrack online, you're like, okay, here's a Dark Phoenix soundtrack. There's a second CD that they released of like all of these unreleased tracks that he also made for this movie. Yeah, I did hear about this. And it was because fans demanded it because they were like, we love these compositions. And that's really cool. Like people were like, give us the unreleased Hans Zimmer tracks. I mean, I'm one of those people now. I didn't know that was a campaign we were running. Oh but my I'm God. on track it was for so it now, good. and I'm going to listen to right. that. I'm trying to imagine the Hans Zimmerless version of this movie, and it's Ugh, just like that. Awful. The end where Gene is just obliterating people, and they're playing X going to give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that would actually be really, <laughs> really <laughs> incredible. <laughs> But oh not in the God. way that they would have wanted. Yeah, why don't we just take the Deadpool soundtrack and just put it on top of <laughs> this movie and see what happens? Is it like a Dark Side of the Moon situation where the movie oh becomes my amazing? God. That Eric might gritting his teeth and going, I guess dubstep never dies. No. <laughs> I'm more or less thinking we're going like internet era here and like as Gene's killing people, it's like, I'm never going to give you up. You know, like, <laughs> it's like the 90s. So it's like the hamster dance. And so it's like, no, that was like 2000s. That was 2000s. Why are we? What is this show? Although that's really funny. I do appreciate that. Oh, you know what else is said in the 90s? Captain Marvel. Anyway, back to the Wikipedia page on this show. Anyway, okay. Yeah. Speaking of Captain Marvel, let's talk about who else was supposed to be in this movie. So the original plot of this movie, this is crazy. So I kind of feel like this movie suffered the Super Mario Brothers rainbow script, but like it didn't turn out fun. Yeah. Like Mario Brothers did. Yeah. This original plot of the movie, the original script was featuring the return of Emma Frost, probably to be played by Jenny. January Jones, which I'm kind of glad it didn't, because like I like January Jones, but this is not the role it's for not, her. It's not, and even she has said that. I feel like they should have brought yeah. back that little girl who played her when she was running away with Scott and that other. No, movie. they could just bring back Sigourney Weaver, like they were supposed who, to. Who anyway, cares? so she was going to come back with a new incarnation of the Hellfire Club with Harry Leland. Fred, I forget. I do not know how to pronounce this character's name. Frederick von Rome, whatever. Uh, Fenris, Shinobi Shaw, and the Red Lotus. And eventually, at some point, they like erased that part of the fucking story yeah. and replaced all those characters with scrolls. Yeah. Which but is crazy, by the way. Because of the MCU, <laughs> specifically because of Captain Marvel, yes. they were replaced with the Dabari and reshoots. But the, okay, but at some point it was Lalandra before the scrolls because and, oh, right, Jessica right. Chastain well, okay, didn't was, did. Right. When she was cast, she was rumored to be. Lalandra. Lalandra. And we're going to, and I'm going to get to that, but at the point of this, they were like, okay, so now they're all aliens, the Dabari, that are basically the scrolls. I mean, they have I a know. similar story. They are scrolls. It's like they already shot it and they had to change it in post, I think. They didn't even file off the serial numbers. I'm like, wow. They had no time to because, again, they'd already shot it. They'd already done all the effects for the shape-changing abilities. It's like right. they were just like, okay, call them something else. We don't fucking care. But, like, they're scrolls, obviously. Like, obviously. Right, and Jessica Chastain was, like, as you said, she was originally cast as Lydlandra. And then maybe and then Emma, Emma Frost. Frost. And then, and then as, as a scroll, And then as a Dabari. Who is still Emma Frost. Like, she's literally wearing white at the beginning of this. She's wearing, like, a white X, X-shaped, <laughs> like, design dress. <laughs> she's got dress. blonde hair. And I'm like, it's me. I'm like, must be Emma. She's wearing white. <laughs> but you can't, you can't blame Ryan for thinking that, though. Like, she really does look like Emma. The mo- no, the movie does kind of hand it to you. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay, so Jessica Chastain like kind of worked with all these versions of the script, insane. and later said in her. an interview, 
She literally said she had no idea who her character even was by the time they filmed it. And it wasn't until she saw the movie in theaters on premiere and found out her name was Vuk. They didn't even tell her that. Well, because it's all (laughs) said by other characters. I don't think anybody ever calls her that. Her name is what? Vuk. It's Vuk. Which is apparently a male character in the comics. I didn't even know the Dabari were in the comics, but apparently they're on a planet that Jean destroys at some point. Yeah, that is legitimate. And that's their motivation in this movie. But is they that... have this scrolls motivation where they're like, our people yeah. are dead, and now we have to, we're going to land on Earth and take the, fo- I don't even take know how it, they fucking I kill guess. people in this. I don't even think the people I they kill either. are dead. I don't know. It's like They just insane. stick their hands inside of people and it kill is, them that way. It is funny that they do this like discount five point palm exploding heart <laughs> technique yeah. shit. And Jessica Chastain just like gently brushes her hand on someone's stomach and they die. And they die. And like, <laughs> wow, guys. I was like, what are they even? What are their powers? I don't even know. I don't know. All right. So sticking to the Captain Marvel piece. Um, mm-hmm. So a younger version of Rogue was going to be a main character of this film. Like one of the students, it was just going to be Rogue. And they were like, yeah, we need her here to explore the cosmic elements, the Dark Phoenix, because like Rogue fighted Captain Marvel once. And I was like, God. What is happening in these scripts? And yeah, also, that's crazy. Like I, that was like the most crazy. When I think cosmic energy, I think rogue. <laughs> I mean, I do <laughs> think that because of Captain Marvel. But like, well, I guess, but they can't put Captain Marvel in the movie. So what the fuck were they even thinking? I don't like, even know. I, this movie is insane. Okay, also Olivia Munn, as Maddie pointed out, was originally reprising yes. a role as Psylocke in the movie, but couldn't do it last second due to scheduling conflicts with this other movie, The Predator. That's why. That's what I think she was supposed to be the Celine part. It oh my god! So, I know because they just have Celine in here, but she doesn't have Celine's powers or her looks or her personality. No, it's just a random psychic. She's not woman. even a psychic. She throws knives. She's not even in the first half of the movie. We're going to introduce her later. Apparently, I know. I don't but, know. But Ryan, she's a psychic who throws knives. She was supposed to be silent. Yeah, you're right. Okay, like, sure. Yeah, you're right. Of, done. Okay. It's fixed in my head by thinking about it that way. I legitimately thought she was. Until the second she dies. Yeah. And Eric goes, Celine, no. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> you're like, that's Celine? What the fuck? I don't know. Back okay. up. So, all right, all right. This also shocked me is that Lana Condor was also written yep. into the script as Jubilee. She was also going to be a main component of this. But due to scheduling conflicts with uh, To All the Boys. To I All the Boys. Yeah, she got like a real job where they actually respect her. <laughs> yeah, so they, they, they wrote her out of the script and they replaced her with question mark. I don't know what her role was originally. There's so many characters in this movie again. Probably just being on the team. I mean, Kurt is here. Quicksilver's here. The original team is that's here. That's true. Storm is here. Quicksilver is like sort of here. <laughs> okay, honestly, like they probably would have made her break her like Quicksilver style. Yeah, I don't know. So dumb. Um, okay, other crazy fact is that Simon Kimberg claimed that the movie was originally going to be two hours longer so he could include the Shi'ar and the Hellfire Club. Instead, he did over whatever the hell this is. I don't even know. Yeah. So this is the part that Maddie and I were trying to tell you about, Todd, but Fox and Simon Kinberg reshot the entire, the entire third act after they did test screenings and people were like, eh. So they couldn't get the whole cast back. So they only like shot some of it, which results in all those close up shots to people's faces where you can't see anything around them yeah. to like mm-hmm. say lines like in a room that's not the same room that they shot it in originally. Like, yeah, that is a whole yeah. thing. And the film got Ooh. delayed four separate times. Like, it was supposed to be released. This was like New Mutants, yeah. similar time period, where New Mutants was getting reshot like 60 times as well and like delayed over and over and over. It was a rough time period for the Fox films. It really, really was. And speaking of 
the new mutants. This this part I did not know. What I knew that they were planning, or like Simon Kinberg was like, I'm going to make so many X Men films, including Gambit and Kitty Pride and Multiple Man. And I was like, what the hell is happening? So when I heard that they were doing sequels to this movie, I thought that's what they were. I did some research. That is not what they were. Uh, <laughs> there were several films canceled after this movie because apparently they were lining this up alongside New Mutants so they could like have those movies intersect with each other and do the Inferno storyline. And also okay. Simon Kimberg was playing a trilogy of the Phoenix movies. So this was supposed to be the first of two more Phoenix movies that was going to do the Shi'ar and all that shit with Lalandra. And they were looking at Angelina Jolie to play a character, most likely Lalandra, which is craziness. Although Angelina Jolie as Melinda would have been awesome. I would've... would have been incredible. Yeah. It, it was never going to happen. It was never going to happen because like by the time Disney bought Fox, it was all over. And like Simon Kinberg was still doing interviews after that being like, no, it's not oh, over. Yeah, Fox I is going to keep doing this. On, that sh- on this show, we, you and I kept up being like, insane. what's happening with Simon Kinberg? Like, He's just in the was, corner losing his mind. He didn't have the rights to these characters anymore. And he was like, no, no, no. The Gambit movie is still coming. And we were they're like, like, how? They're like carting him out on one of the He's like in a straight jacket. He's like on a stretcher. Like cannibal things. They're and he's like, like him and he's Gambit, just Gambit, Kitty like, Pride, Multiple Man, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie's going to be here. There's going to be a lot of Jamie's. I, guys, listen. Oh my God. It's crazy. Okay, final fact, guys, that obviously this is the lowest rated X Men film with a 22% based on 382 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not sure it deserves that having watched Apocalypse so recently. I mean, but okay, go on. But I have to read this one quote that I was reading from like the Wikipedia where Kurt Lorder of Reason Magazine wrote, there are several things wrong with the Dark Phoenix. I'm tempted to say everything is wrong with it, except that the picture is largely in focus and the credits appear to be correctly (laughs) spelled. Other than that, though, dot, dot, dot. I was like... Um, anyway, is so that, that is, is that the end of the story? God, it's really not because we we have so much more to say. I, there was, I feel like there was more, but I feel like that's all that's actually interesting to <laughs> read relevant. out loud. Like, I, I would have yeah. liked one of these other versions of the script that I've Me described, too. like specifically and even the watching one with it. The I could Club. think of some ways to fix it where I'm like, you can keep it pretty simple and fix it and have it work. Like, keep my my Get pitch was keep aliens. Jessica's chesting. <laughs> no, keep. It, that's fine. You can keep them. I just would say make Jessica Chastain and Lalandra have it be mysterious as to whether she's good or bad the entire time. Turns out she's good as opposed to what happens in this movie. I don't and have Magneto and Celine be the Hellfire Club. Okay, easy done. I, I hate to say this because I love Michael Fassbender, but he does not need to be in this movie. Kind of, he doesn't. really doesn't. <laughs> just saying, like we haven't even yeah. seen him yet. We watched the first half. Well, you guys watched the whole thing. We watched all of it, but Ryan watched the first half because right, that's what and- we're talking about today. <laughs> And he's yeah. not in it yet. So we're going to introduce Magneto later, which is a very strange choice. It's so weird because it's like we already have a lot of characters in the movie. Why are we adding in another one? Okay. Do you remember when we did our first initial reaction to this with Katie on the Patreon? Yes, yes, which you guys can yes. go listen to, listeners. It's on Patreon. And we're like, why the fuck was Magneto here? And we're also like, why are these characters all fighting each other? Why does Magneto yeah. like unhinge a fucking train out of the subway for no reason at all? Like, so many questions. There's like two different trains, <laughs> by the way. Like, I had forgotten that when I got to the end of the movie. Do you enjoy that all four of these movies, the the new have ones, ha- yeah, like have Magneto like train ripping fights. apart trains and like throwing them at people? <laughs> it's like kind of his thing. He's like, oh, where's the trains? Okay, but they put a train fight in the Wolverine. 
and we were all pretty bored by it. <laughs> like there was I a forgot. train fight in that I, movie. You said that, and I just had to sit there, and I was like, it wasn't in Logan, and I was like, oh wait, the other Wolverine movie. The That's also Wolverine. not the yeah, other remember? Wolverine movie. Remember when they fought on a train for like thirty five minutes? Yeah. Anyway. Do we want to try to go through the script, Todd? I feel like you were saying something, and we interrupted you. What were you going to say? Go through the script. <laughs> well, I have a copy of the script, but go ahead. I, I'm oh. glad because I have all of these notes in front of me and I got to put a part of them and all I see is the words Gene's murder mode activated by wine coolers. I'm like, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> but I know exactly what that is referring to. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, but what I was actually thinking about, okay, so the first movie episode you ever had me on for X3. was X3. And it was because Mary Ellen refused to watch X3. <laughs> but anyway, back to you, Todd. Thank you. Yeah, we brought you You're on welcome. because You're the person welcome. we would have wanted on, yeah, wasn't well, good. Thanks, Maddie. She bounced, and it was it was all good. So no, but I kept comparing these those two movies. Yeah, like yeah. this one and X three structurally, Me too. and Me like too. hilariously, I think this is the better Dark Phoenix story. By I would agree with that. I do think because Jean has lines. She does, and she does have a lot more to do, <laughs> like, and and. It is sad to think about how Famke Jansen had basically no lines and nothing to do in that movie. It's really tough. At least they gave that to Sophie Turner. But I I kept thinking about like, okay, so midway through X3, Jean is Dark Phoenix and she ends up in the woods with Eric. And midway through Dark Phoenix, Jean is Dark Phoenix and ends up in the woods with Eric. So it's like parallels. Yeah. And there's like a bunch of random characters with Eric. Yeah. There's just a shit ton of people, you know. In in X three it was Coachella and in <laughs> it's this still movie Coachella. it's like it's like a gay vegan commune for some reason that houses made of shipping containers. Oh no! Okay, guys, I hate to I hate to say this, but apparently that's supposed to be Genosha. Yeah, no, I did know that it's supposed to be his like little mini Genosha, which I actually think is implied pretty effectively. The movie does kind of sell that they're just like yeah. this is land that you were given. Yeah. by the government that's yeah. yours. Oh, which is crazy considering Magneto had spent the past three movies killing everyone and they're like, you know what? Yeah, but then it, remember at the end of Apocalypse they were like, well, he helped clean up some bridges. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to give him the equivalent of sea land and let him live on it. Okay, can I just say the other thing that really cracked me up during Todd's watch of this because he popped into the group Slack and just let, mm-hmm. made a couple comments is that he said Storm has two settings party ice dispenser and apocalyptic <laughs> lightning engine which i was like yeah that's yep. all she gets to do in this movie so it's tough storm gets so little to do it's and they like crazy. purposely try to give her lines why didn't they the like, lines she has never okay, matter why no. didn't they do in the comic books where like gene and storm are like really good friends, friends and like she tries to reason with her like emotionally yeah. i like oh, that's I not know. in this movie i mean they really couldn't do that in this movie because they farmed that out to the character that they have named mystique that's true right yes, you're right that's is, true you're which right I guess you, which is funny because then, <laughs> then they end up giving storm the lines that the real mystique would have which is maybe we should kill her uh, yeah i know <laughs> i know like for some reason storm is the one saying that storm, which she would never storm say up to scott being like we might have to take the bitch down and scott's like are no. you friends the world just flips her hair and goes no, walks out of the room. It's crazy. Oh my god. Just, okay. Also, oh. besides the fact that she doesn't get to do anything in this movie, and Jean gets to do more, and the effects for Storm's powers are 
Oh, I don't. Bad. I don't know what happened there. But oh. I was going to say the other thing. There's two things about this movie they like. Actually, three because when we count the music, that's the third one. Mm-hmm. They nail Xavier's fucking ego so well in this Absolutely. movie. So good, so well to the point where every X Men is like, we fucking hate this guy. It's so every, good. Every discussion with Xavier in the entire movie. Everyone's like, I had no idea you were such a dumb bitch. Yeah. yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> and the way that James McAvoy is playing the role is also really good because he's so smarmy and he's his priorities are so out of whack. And even at the end when he's like, guys, I so... <laughs> I super fucked up. It's like you kind of don't believe it. It's it's incredible. I know it's so good. Um, the other thing I was gonna say is that Sophie Turner and Tyne Sheridan, like I don't know why this wasn't present in any other X Men film, but these two like nailed the Gene Scott dynamic. They really did so well. I, like their I was chemistry. like, okay, these three things are like the best parts of the movie, and it kind of ends there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some other things we like. We like Jean and her father and that weird. Well, we thing like the conception and... there. I think I don't know. Yeah, Maybe we should talk about just... this movie now that we're 45 minutes into the episode. <laughs> Have fun with that, Maddie. Okay, uh, so the movie starts off with Sophie Turner giving a monologue, and it's going to end with Sophie Turner giving a monologue. Because that's like every X-Men movie. Yeah, and this is supposed to be her movie. (laughs) Are we we simply what others want us to be? And I'm like, well, you're Jean, so yes. It would have been really funny (laughs) if like fucking Professor Xavier showed up in the, what is it, the Multiverse of Madness movie, and like they just like did a callback to his movies where he rolls out and he starts doing a monologue. He's like, mutation, blah. <laughs> like, and everyone's like, the key what? to evolution. And everyone's like, why are you talking right now? And he's like, no, 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 this is in voiceover. Yeah, they should have done that. He should have had like a bunch of animations of DNA strands. Um, After she gives that speech, Maddie, she's like, evolution, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes you can evolve. Can, past, we, evolve? can we evolve past evolution? I'm like, you didn't evolve, though. You got possessed by the Phoenix. That's not evolution. That's just you getting possessed by like a fucking space ghost. Coast to yeah, coast. I know. It's not really evolution, but it's okay. It's fine. So little baby Jean, maybe she's like six or seven. I don't know how old she's supposed to be here, um, is sitting in the back of a car while her her parents parents. are driving her on a road trip. And she starts using her powers inadvertently to change the radio. Well, I think at first she does it on purpose. Unclear. It's never clear and it's not really relevant. I definitely have, like, in my notes, I don't know, it's not me. Nobody believes you. Okay, although I do think it's really cool that her parents know that she's a mutant and it's just like, okay, cool. I don't think they do. They do seem kind of freaked out. Okay, no, because Jean's mom has a line where she goes, Jean, stop doing that. And she's like, I'm not doing it. She's like, well, who else would be changing it with their mind? Just basically what she insinuates so yeah, i could say I that. guess that's true it's kind of unclear i mean it's that's an interesting read if they had actually dove into that if it was like gene's mom was always supportive of her and her dad was the one that was kind of scared i think that's kind of like the read though i think that is sort of what they insinuate well, it's not done very well okay well maddie <laughs> have you seen this movie it's not good i think the mom is kind of a jerk in this scene too yeah, frankly it's not it's not great Okay, so the parents basically tell Jean to stop fucking with the radio and she starts whispering to herself to quiet her powers and it obviously doesn't work and instead her powers like explode outward and cause the entire car to flip over and kill. No, that's not what happens. Like, okay, so she puts her mom to sleep by accident with her brain. Yeah. And then her mom, who's driving the car, loses control of the wheel and smashes into another car that flips over. Yeah. Into like a dump truck. Yeah, you're right. It's like it's a truck. So it's a so pretty serious. Jean's not using her powers to flip the car around. It's just like she like accidentally put her mom to sleep. Yeah. yeah, she yeah, knocks yeah. her mom out. 
But yeah. but her powers do protect her in the car crash. But only her, only Jean, only yeah. and her. not her parents, right? Who get covered in a thousand glass shards. And as far as we know, both of her parents die in this scene. We find out later her dad is still alive. Well, but yeah, there's sort of a fake out here where we think they're both dead. Although you know what's kind of funny is that like knowing that he lives. I mean, we didn't know that the first time we watched this in the movies, but watching it again, and I had forgotten it in watching. It no, again, I, I knew so that I, he, I knew again. that he was going to live. So like. In that shot of the parents hanging upside down, you can see that the mom's eyes are open and she's like super dead. And you you see the dad slightly move a little bit. So like it is in there so very there subtly. Kind of foreshadowing. Which okay. I think yeah. is just that actor being a good actor again, because I doubt Simon Kinberg was like, all right, move your hand a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been like that. Who knows? I don't know. my question though. Like, okay. This is, Okay. How can I how can I say this without sounding like like a super like a super turfy, frankly? Like in my head though, in 1975, I'm like, the mom is driving? That doesn't seem right. <laughs> right? Like I, Yeah, what I'm if she sorry, gets her period? But it doesn't, right? Like <laughs> that is like I a just, perfect Tina Fey joke. But Good like job. historically though, that is that really is a period where like it would have been a little unusual <laughs> no, for a like a suburban two and a half mm-hmm. white picket fence whatever although that house that house um was not the most uh suburban american dream house we can come back to it no later. they live kind of in a shitty like beat up town with like a bunch of chain link They're, fences it's brooklyn i was saving this for later they live in brooklyn oh i oh. was gonna say they live in the same town as like a fucking what is it a christmas story where they all live outside of the fucking power plant <laughs> yeah it kind of looks like that it really does in that scene later the cop cars have red hook on them and red hook is a is a brooklyn so gene is a new yorker she's a new yorker her family's from new york in the comic book yeah anyway. i was gonna say like i think that's actually because her her parents teach at bard college which right. is in the Hudson Valley. It's kind of mm-hmm. so weird that this movie made her parents like one super daddy and the other one hates her, which in in the comic books, like her parents they love her. I yeah. legitimately kind of wanted the mom to be the the, the survivor. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would have been interesting. I mean, not no no impugning of the dude who plays her dad. I think he does a good job. I think that plot line is interesting. I was just I, it, to me, it was a little weird that they chose to kill the mom. Yeah, because, because isn't this movie supposed to be feminist? Listen, Come on. <laughs> Maddie. I mean, it is. It is sort of funny that this supposedly feminist movie fridges kills the, the mom, mom within the, the first, first five, five seconds. Minutes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. It is. It is. Uh, so anyway, going forward, now they're at the hospital, and Jean's like in a hospital bed, and we hear she's asleep, but we hear, like, these people, these doctors being like, are you sure she was in the car? Because, like, she's completely fine. Like, what's going on? That's what I love. Like, the shot, we get the shot of her in a hospital bed. She's got, like, shit hooked into her veins. There's an ECG running. And I'm like, she's fine. Yeah, why does she have anything on her? her hooked up on shit? Like, she's a death's door. I don't know. I don't don't know. What are they giving her? Sugar water? Xavier's about to show up. She's going to roll on. And by the way, this is the beginning of the part of the movie. Like, for the entire movie, part of the movie. This is the beginning of the movie in which I'm like, I can't hear anything anyone's saying throughout this whole film. Because the music and the sound effects are, like, significantly louder than whatever is going on with, like, the... the, Like, they're all talking to, like, a... 
so anyway, what are you doing? And it's like, da, 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 da. I'm like, I wow. can't hear oh, anything. Oh, okay, but Todd. Oh, that was so Todd, loud. Jesus Maddie, ow. that is a recreation of what it felt like for me watching this film. Okay? So, like, I was just like, I can't fucking hear anything. It's like fucking when you watch Hulu and it's like you turn the volume all the way up so you can hear the episode and then, like, it cuts the commercials and it's so loud you're going to scream. I don't know, bro. The two of us watch things with subtitles on. We feel like we've solved this problem. Yeah, I just watch everything with subtitles so I don't even notice things like this anymore i can't do that i will say streaming (laughs) services streaming services really do not seem to have the audio mixed down for movies yeah yeah i I think that's true in general i think that's true Uh, but i have this on blu-ray also and it's still the same situation so i also think some of it is the music i mean we love hans zimmer but no i just think it wasn't mixed well he does love mixing up the low end like i had a similar problem when i was watching inception where i couldn't hear the dialogue and christopher nolan's sort of infamous for mixing the music too high but i feel like (laughs) there is also something about hans zimmer's composition nolan imagine if he had directed this film <laughs> Every woman would die within the first. No, because it would have to be about Jean. He, sh- but she would kill all the women. So, and he'd be like, "Look, isn't this bad? Women are crazy." I mean, if you think about it, she kind of what happens in this movie. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> It's not ideal. Oh my God, Simon Christopher Nolan. I hate to say it, but I do think Christopher Nolan probably would have been able to manage this movie. So A slightly better movie. I know, right? Yeah, I don't know what he would have written. It would have been weird. Who, maybe the Hellfire Club would have been in it. Who knows? Who knows? It would have been four hours. It would have been four hours of the Hellfire Club like sitting around a table discussing when they were going to attack Jean Grey. So, and then Batman um, would be there so also. Xavier rolls into the <laughs> hospital room and he's like, hey, uh, my name's Charles Xavier and your parents are dead. So, uh, do you want to come live with me? Okay, 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 hold on. That is a much funnier version of what actually (laughs) happens, which is he rolls in and he's like, uh, hey, Gene, nice to meet you. And Gene's just like, they're fucking dead, aren't they? Okay, wait, also, like, she's like, who the fuck are you? And Xavier, like, gives a fucking speech about pens. And I was like, what the fuck? It's this conversation. He's like, the some pen pens are different colors from other pens. I was like, what? So <laughs> some pens like other pens that are the same color as them. And some like, pens like a different color. And either way, the pens can write. And she's like, sorry, what? what? And he's like, so you need to come home with me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like, she's like, you're not like the other doctors, are you? And he's like, you're not like the other patients, are you? And she's like, touche, bitch. And I was like, what is this scene? I was like, this is how he convinces her to come to the fucking X mansion. He's like, I have a pen. This annoyed me because I was like, he's not a doctor. <laughs> he's not a fucking doctor. Well, also, it's Xavier. crazy that he likes it's to legal. Think that he is. I oh guess my because God. like mutants are not even legally considered people. So like the laws around this are fucked up, but like somehow it's okay <laughs> for Jean's dad, who's still alive in another room to be like, I want to give my kid to a complete stranger to raise because I don't, I'm afraid <laughs> of mean, her. And like legally that's considered <laughs> fine. You can just do that though. Like, I guess you, you can you really can just sign over guardianship of your child to someone else. But also like Xavier's there. He probably just mind yeah. wiped everybody who was there except the dad no you're right xavier's capable of doing that too sort of I mean, like shady deal we find out remember like he's like well, let's I sign know on that it was that shady i think it was that the dad was just like i can't the dad was shady. her anymore why, why did the dad ask xavier to wipe his memory of gene that probably would have been more helpful honestly i don't know because he's dumb that's true Cause he's, he's well because he's so scared of mutants that he probably was like i don't want anything to do with this yeah by the way the dad is in like 16 casts and a neck brace so yeah to be fair 
The man just barely survived a car crash caused by his daughter that mm-hmm. killed his wife. Yeah. Yes. And he's in the hospital, so having this conversation. So I can't imagine that he's thinking like he's pro- that engine's not firing in all cylinders right now. No. 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 Oh no, yeah, no. you're right. He's not thinking to himself, "Wow, how am I going to feel about this later?" <laughs> he's, not, he's not like, "How how can I make a tax shelter for Jane so that something 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 something?" I, I know, right? <laughs> he's like sitting there. He's like, "What should I do about this?" And Xavier's like, "Don't worry, I've got a pen. I'm going to talk to her about this pen, and it's going to sit fix everything. And then I'm going to race her brain with this pen. I'm like, oh my god." Yeah, he's going to hard reboot her using the pen on the back of her head. Like she's Data on Next Generation yeah. or Megan. From the phone, right? Like you, you have to get, you have to get like a paperclip, and you have to unbite yep. it, and that's how you press in the reset button, so you could repair your Jean Grey to your PlayStation Five. Oh my God! Yep. I'm just imagining Jean Grey as Megan, or like Megan as the Dark Phoenix, which is like terrifying. Honestly, it's amazing. Actually, I mean, the creepy kid vibes are strong with this little child who plays Jean. She's a good actress. I like this she's kid. Good. She's good. Um, because then they go, so to they the go X-Mansion. to the mansion. Yeah, and she's like, I can't stay here. It's too nice which i don't understand why that's i don't know but and then gene's the like i'm also broken and he's like nobody's broken i'm like why is it the storm and road conversation again from x-men 3 that's another parallel i wasn't impressed by it i didn't like it very much they just copy the fucking scene except that it wasn't storm and rogue it's xavier and gene now and it just like yeah. point blank cuts away from them by the like and they're like anyway now it's 1992 and a rocket's taking off in space i was like what <laughs> I was like, how did we get here? I was so confused. Yeah, we have to get to space somehow. So a rocket is taking off. Was there like a logo in between there somewhere? Did it say Dark Phoenix? And I just don't remember that. Yes. They're like, okay. I thank remember you. because they took the animation from Lord of the Rings. The o <laughs> why the did they do that? Changes. I really don't fucking know. I, like, why is the, the only o okay. highlighted? Why the <laughs> Here is the completely Why not the bullshit X? reason that I can think of. Okay. Is that they transition from the titles to the shuttle taking off. Uh-huh. And in fact, an O-ring is a part on a shuttle rocket. <laughs> oh okay. my God. What? And they cut from the titles to the rockets like igniting and you get that shot from like underneath. Oh, okay. so you okay. get the like I did not even know shape. Okay, so the... you get a little match cut between the O and it the circle. It is the stupidest fucking match cut in the universe. I didn't even notice. Can I, they can did I be that. honest with you, Todd? When I was watching this movie, I kept on pulling up Slack on my screen to send stuff to you, and I have two screens. I didn't pull up Slack onto the other screen that like the movie was playing. <laughs> I just pulled up, up in front of it because I was bored. So like. Yep. <laughs> I can't blame you. I can't blame you. It's not so good. So I probably missed movie. these little things because I was too busy opening up to scream. Why is this happening to like you two? And you guys being like, Ryan's just dying in the corner. I Ryan know. is like, very angry that there's a space shuttle and that that's how they meet the Phoenix I mean, that, Force. Okay, I don't but mind that this. Is in the comic I, books, I will go which on the record fine. and say I don't mind this. I don't mind that the X-Men seem like the Avengers. I don't really care. You have to get them into outer space somehow. I was willing to get on board. I don't know what what they're going up there for, but whatever. I, I kind of get it, but it's dumb. It is dumb. I like it fine. I don't think it's, I mean, it's dumb, but I don't really care. I think it's fine. It's the setup of, oh God, it's this movie setup of like, because the gays are useful, mm-hmm. then we like we them. We can shoot them into and space. Because they are useful when the government uses them basically as like tools. And so that's why they go into space and then the second something goes wrong as mystique predicts 
as she has in the past four movies, by the way. Which, okay, I mean, I know that Mystique's wrong, but Mystique in the comic books has traditionally been the character to be like, that sounds stupid. Like, yep. Again, I emphasize, we talked about this in Slack, I think if this character... Yeah, if this was Kitty. ...were named something else... <laughs> we would like her. We would, we would love like her. her because her role in the past three movies, for sure, has been to look at Eric and Charles both and be like, what the fuck is wrong with both of you? Mm-hmm. And you know what? She's not wrong. <laughs> okay, but that character in the comic books is not Mystique. The character that challenges the two of them constantly is Emma. Mm-hmm. Or Logan or, you know, other characters in, in these various scenarios. Like, Logan is the one in the Phoenix Saga. I just want to emphasize, it's not weird that the character is doing these things. It's just this character like, is It's just not weird that it's Mystique. Mystique. Right. And Maddie, yeah, Maddie right. keeps on saying, weird. like, if it was Kitty, I'm like, yeah, well, if it was Kitty, she wouldn't die because, like, she would just phase through whatever pierced through Mystique, which I don't know how that kills her either, but whatever. Yeah, but now, like, but now we're in, like, my Goku can beat up your Sephiroth territory, and I'm just not getting involved. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. We okay. all know that Knuckles wins. That's, that's true. After he fights Ghostface. So they go up into space. To save some astronauts who well, get... Okay, uh, well, I know, well, NASA has just shot off this rocket in space, and as soon as they get up there, they're like, what's this weird shit on the radar that we didn't check before we shot this shuttle up in space i was like i know they're like it looks like a solar flare yeah like the phoenix force is floating around up there trying to find gene here's the thing space weather is real yes it is and nasa tracks space weather which (laughs) includes i was was like did they not see this which is what they think that it's not a solar flare obviously so they could be forgiven but like it's not as if it appears out of nowhere i mean i guess that's the explanation is it like it wasn't on their radar it wasn't and then as soon as it gets up up there they're like by the way now it's on the radar i'm like what is happening Right. I don't know. Sure, fine. It's magic. So it, again, it, and the famous words of Todd it. Harper. What is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's a fair question. It is question. kind of funny to me that like Xavier. So Xavier has a phone that is his direct line to and from the president, and he's like, "We need to send everybody up to space to save them." And Beast is like, "Are you fucking kidding me right now? That's not our job. That's not what we do." By the way, they still look like they're like twelve, you know, or sorry, yes, twenty-one. Course, I guess twelve too young, but like they, it's supposed to be forty years. And Hank's like, "The ship can't make it." And then Xavier's like, "Excuse me, the president is calling me personally right now." And I was like, "Oh yeah, my so god." I guess the jet has to go to space, which it is crazy that the X jet can just fly to space. Like, how would it land back on Earth without everyone dying? Like, that doesn't I mean, make any sense. You, this None is definitely does. a wizard did it territory. I, yeah, right. Yes. I don't know. You, what you very are. much just have to go. I guess it can and move on because if <laughs> yeah. you start thinking, if you start thinking about the physics of just like a normal plane attempting to yeah. do atmospheric re-entry it's like no it would just burst into flame like halfway through and everyone instantly dies like hank's like listen the ships can't make it so how the fuck do they get it up there and then get it back again is really it's funny too because hank has a line where he's like yeah i have new rockets and they're they're built for acceleration and not whatever i can't even find the line in here. Not, not ascension i think is what he says then there's this later moment where mystique just shushes him and is like we're fine or whatever when they're like getting yeah. on the plane and the kids are like yeah. how is it that we can go to space and hank like starts to answer and mystique is like don't worry about it and it's like as though the characters in the movie are sort of turning to the camera and being like we know this doesn't make any sense <laughs> but we want you to just go with it because if you think about this 
It's not going to work. The following scene is literally Mystique walking in with all the X-Men. And she goes, this is a simple extraction space. And I'm like, what's simple about that? I know. There's nothing simple about and it. And then Jean is like, are you okay with this? And Mystique is like, not really, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just sneezed really hard. Um, yeah. So she's like, not really, no. Are you reading my mind? And Jean's like, no. It's like very clear that you think this is stupid. <laughs> she's like, no, I can see you. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. The only note I had for that scene where they're all walking to the plane. I love anybody have any questions? Kurt's like, I have a thousand questions. Mystique's like, we don't have time for a thousand questions. My <laughs> so only note go. for the scene is that like Mystique already wants out of this movie. She does. She doesn't want to be here. She, <laughs> she very genuinely is just like, oh my fucking God. I guess she we're going to, to space. Get on yeah. the plane. Don't ask me how. Yeah, because I don't know. And if Hank starts to explain, I'm going to shut him up because you know he's lying to you. <laughs> A fucking wizard oh did my it. God. Let's fucking okay. go. Let's go. And then I, I was thinking of you when the basketball court opened up. Oh my Ryan. god! I always think of you, I was Ryan. Like, Ryan must be apoplectic right I'm now. so. If the MCU puts the fucking mat basketball court in there and not the waterfall that it's supposed to be, I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm gonna be that's, like, that's what you've decided. Yeah, is a that's deal breaker, the deal breaker this. right there. Everything else can be wrong. But the basketball, the basketball court needs to court, go the fuck away. But, basketball court but needs why to go. does a ship come out of the basketball court? Great question, William Stryker. I don't fucking know. Also, how <sighs> is it possible that a ship could rise out of a basketball court and shoot itself into space? Okay, I this, this From shot. From that vantage point. I, okay, so I is always assumed, like, in the comic books, the X-Mansion is, like, in the middle of, like, the woods of upper, upstate New York, right? Like, that has yes, always been yes, the thing. of course. And this shot... We see the basketball fly out of the basketball court over Xavier's mansion into the city that's right there. And I was like, what the fuck is it? Like, are they right? Are they in New York City? Like, what is going so on? West Westchester, Westchester County is real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you would be able to see. Well, OK, maybe from the altitude of a plane, you would be able to see New York City. It's actually pretty close. Mm-hmm. But not like the way it is in this shot where it's like right fucking there. No, 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 no. Definitely not. It's in that like the the lower Hudson Valley like communities that are people who definitely want to live close to New York City but don't want to fucking live in dirty New York City with all the poor people, which is me describing the type of person who lives out in where they're living. Yeah, you know, the Charles Xavier. <laughs> yeah, you know? the Xavier types. All right, anyway, so Xavier, like, calls up NASA in their heads and he's like, hi, NASA, this is the voice of Charles Xavier. Yeah, in their I don't heads. know just call them. And they all go with this. Is that what happened? I thought, yes, I thought yes. it was like a phone, but it's telepathic. Nope. It's telepathic. It's telepathic. And I love how they're just like, oh, yeah, just another Tuesday here at Cape Canaveral. I'm like, really? Yeah, I'm like, how is this not fucking terrifying? And he just calls them in his brain and he's like, hey, can you tell me everything that's going on? (laughs) And then they just go to space and they're like, oh, there's a solar flare and shaped like a bird. That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, Hank is like, I've never seen a reading like this. But they're already up there. I mean, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like, they're no, not qualified they're, to be there. Really they are. don't have spacesuits. None of this makes sense. Here's, here's, okay. I know that I just said that whole thing about needing to accept that a wizard did it. Yes. However, Which I did. However, <laughs> what gets me is that, like, okay, so one of the first things we see when the plane leaves Earth's atmosphere mm-hmm. and hits vacuum, right, is we see frost form on the cockpit. Glass. Yeah. Yeah. Which would happen because it's real fucking cold out in space. Right. Yeah. And they're so I'm like, okay, so I guess they're going 
a little bit unlike the physics of what it is in outer space and then the rest of the scene happens and the answer is no (laughs) at one point they have gene inside the space shuttle without a spacesuit while it's open to space like not while it's sealed or anything but they like they wrapped up what was it kurt that they wrapped up in it they like just duct tape a fishing helmet onto him and they're like you'll be fine in space He's like, I do not think so. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, but I, Gene is fine in space. Maddie and I had the same questions. We were like, what the fuck is happening here? Like, That's what gets on my nerves. Like, I'm willing to accept that a wizard did it. But like, then you have to also believe that a wizard did it. Like, you can't be like, now we're going to have the science matter. Yeah. Sometimes. But then not other. I'm just like, uh, now it's just inconsistent. And that's dumb. I don't like it. I agree. So like they run in the this other other NASA ship runs into the Phoenix Force and explodes the entire ship and kills most, but not all, of the astronauts on board. No, the astronauts are alive. Yeah, the, well, right now the fucking ship's just spinning around like Xavier yes. ship in the anime. It's just like <laughs> yeah. spinning around really fast, and like they're like, "Kurt, teleport in there." He's like, "I can't." It's fucking just, spinning around. Like, yeah, he's like, "I can't even fucking see what's in there." Like, why are you telling me to do this? In my head, I could just see the shuttle spinning and hearing do 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 do. Because <laughs> it's the 90s. Okay, but how do they stop it spinning? This hilarious scene. Who wants to explain what Cyclops does? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so somebody built a special extra visor for Scott that's in its own like Star Wars-esque room below the ship that he like goes down into. Like his blaster room. He has like a gun that attaches to his face. It's like face. an additional gun. I was like, he, what the fuck is this? He can aim it at stuff. I'm like, when are they using this? Like <laughs> battles? Yeah. Like- so here, here's what happened in Slack. <laughs> I, watched, I watched this last night. Yep. I was the last person to see it. Maddie watched it earlier in the week. Ryan watched it, I want to say, Friday. No, I watched it I watched it yesterday. We both watched it yesterday. Or Saturday morning. Midway through his scream fest that was the beginning of the movie, Ryan goes, okay, so Ryan in Slack has just been asking why, what, why, what, why, what, why. For like, I'm losing my mind, guys. Like 15 minutes, and I, he eventually just goes, why is Scott a gun? And I'm like, these questions are getting progressively more existential. I'm really worried about you right now. And Maddie just goes, you'll see. Yeah. I'm like, Ryan asking that is going to make more sense to you. And it's not just why is Scott a gun. And it literally happened. Like last night in Slack, I had in all caps, okay, I understand why you asked why Scott was a gun now. Yeah, because he has a special gun room to make his gun powers go further, farther, faster, better. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, know what's happening. Okay, and then why do they have I, it's this? crazy. I guess it's just for like long, long distance. I don't aim. understand how his powers work, guys. Still, I just don't like this because ordinarily there's like a special room for Storm because she's the most powerful one, and so she gets to go do shit. But like, why would you make one for Cyclops? Instead, they're like, Storm, Stupid. can you create some weather and space and like ice over the <laughs> ship? To, to, yeah, there's to- no atmosphere, by the way. No atmosphere. And she's like, I'm going to create ice. She's like, yeah, I'll freeze the cracks on the ship and that will allow them to breathe air. And I'm like, what? I'm <laughs> like, It's the one situation where Storm's incredible array of incredibly powerful shit wouldn't work <laughs> and they and that's what and they that's write when in they for let her, her do something I, it's I, it's 
really dumb. So she seals up the ship with ice and then Kurt goes in there with Quicksilver and they save a bunch of people until they run out of time. Oh, there is a great moment where like fucking Pietro's running around and you see it in slow motion like everything's frozen but he sees like the solar flare thing still moving he's like shit like that looks bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah Quicksilver's still the comic relief in this movie but he's barely in it so you know don't get too comfortable and then for whatever reason, Jean Grey has to go in. Okay, well, and- no, there, okay, there's no <laughs> the, one the commander is still in there because the astronauts are like, "Hey, we left the commander yeah. behind," and Mystique's like, "Too bad, we need to fucking leave." And Xavier's <laughs> like, "We don't leave anyone ever behind ever, and we wouldn't do that to our own people, so we can't do it to them." And Mystique's like, oh, "Fine." She's like, "Jean, can you hold it together?" And Jean's like, "Yeah, but I got to be in there. Like, I can't just do it from over here." And so that's when they teleport Jean inside without a suit. She's just floating in space and they put yeah. a fucking that fishing helmet with duct tape on Kurt's head. I don't know what Why does Kurt get a helmet and Jean doesn't? I don't Who know. knows? Who cares? Why didn't he get it the first time? I don't really understand what's happening. Like, they should have had no one wear a helmet and had us not question it. Because <laughs> like if it would have been better. Yeah. Like, just don't even have anybody wear one. Just yeah. say it's a short enough time period that Kurt is bamfing in and out, that that he's fine. He's holding his breath every time. Fine. Whatever. Also, the solar flare is moving really fucking fast. It's like moving Very high quickly. speed. I, at I, the I ship. love how, like, for most of the scene, it's just sitting there. And then when we need Gene to be in danger, it suddenly like ex- it just paddle well, all the way to the metal. Okay. Well, Jessica Chastain explains later that the solar flare was actually coming here specifically for Gene, seeking her yeah. out, which actually yeah. does check out. It makes sense from a story standpoint, but not from like a what the solar flare does standpoint. Like, why was it just in space waiting for Gene to come to it? Why didn't it just like zoop on down to it? I love the idea that it just might like be in the house. Like Gene just rounds a corner and it's just standing there. <laughs> I mean, that would make about as much sense. What, as like the else. fucking alien shit, alien from fucking Up. It's just, I, I mean, from Nope, not Up. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like, imagine the Disney movie Up, but like with the Nope, with alien. the Nope, nope aliens. Alien um, yeah. So I just, I don't understand. It's like the solar flare goes a zillion miles across the galaxy to find Gene, but then it can't go the last ten steps to get down to planet Earth <laughs> and like actually find her. It's like just sitting there, like, boy, I sure hope the X-Men have an excuse to go to space because I, I need Jane to come to me from here. I'm so tired. I mean, the, like, Fe- the Phoenix Force is flying around in space canonically in the comics. So I do believe well, that yeah. it's just hanging out looking for her. But like, I do think it's funny. We're looking for someone like her. Right. Basically. Right. Somebody powerful. Yeah. I just find it very, I agree with Maddie. I find it very difficult to believe that a cosmic force that could literally terraform a planet can't make it to Brooklyn. Yeah. It's just like, chilling. Well, I mean, I guess we're supposed to believe it's just curiously hanging out and just being like, what's this planet? Or, what's up with this? Maybe, maybe it's like, it's it, like in its form and like, it can't get down into earth without destroying it unless it's, takes possession of a human who can like manage it down there. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm going on a limb here. Maybe it needs a wizard to do it. That's yeah, true. All right. Exactly. Let's call Gandalf exactly. and have him show up. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so Kurt teleports the astronaut away just as the solar flare is about to hit because he can't get to Gene in time. So this mm-hmm. is where we. This is a cool shot where Gene gets possessed by the Phoenix Force. I'm glad that yeah, we cool. see that versus whatever happened in X Men Three, where she just was like, "I'm mad." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Okay." Uh, yep, yep, yep. And then yep. Gene is just floating around in space. And this is really funny because Scott like screams Gene's name like a thousand times. I was like, they nailed Scott so well. Scott's just like, Gene, Gene, Gene's still out there. So Kurt teleports her, and then Gene's like asleep, and he's like, Gene, 
Jean, are you alive? Jean? And then luckily Jean wakes up and we see their eyes are now Phoenix yep. and her makeup is still perfect. And Scott's like, Jean! And she's like, what? I'm fine. And everybody's like, wait a minute. A fucking solar flare just entered your entire body as you exploded. Well, they they didn't see that. They, they don't know what happened. They just saw that a solar flare exploded around her and they don't really understand what happened. And Mystique, the nicest, goodest superhero of the world, is like, I'm so glad Jean's alive. And it's like, great, Mystique. <laughs> Whoever the fuck is supposed to be mystic, maybe? I don't know. I'm so glad this is the last movie with her. This is it. Because she dies. You, she dies you in will this finally one. get all of the venom out. Mm-hmm. And we won't have to worry about this in the future. This is it. This is the last time we have to think about it. So they land the ship. There's some very creepy music as they're getting off the jet. I like it. This is what we were talking about, where people are cheering, they're holding sides and dolls of mystique, and people have blue face to show that they're allies to mutants. And they're like, mm-hmm. we're not gay, but we're gonna dress gay. And I was like, what? We're we're not black, but we're gonna we're gonna dress black. Like we're black. I was like, I don't Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. But I do like the music here. I it's do cool. well, I mean like the music in the whole movie. I just thought it was I was like, well, this is clearly the nineties because people are like blue face to show that they're fucking allies. I've said this like three times on this podcast. I could not get... I was like, people are dressed as Smurfs. I don't really understand what's happening here, so... Well, because they love Mystique so much. So which then which they, is insane! I'm sorry, guys. I can't. But Todd's right. I will never let go of the fucking venom. You can't let I go. Can't. You can't. Like, why? You, you might want to bring it up in therapy, my guy. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I just... I'm telling you, after like five, six of these movie episodes, you might have... Like, all I can think of is that bit where Taylor Thomason talks about crying uncontrollably after stubbing her toe and then going, this is about something else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like you're mad at something else that's not not related to Jennifer Lawrence's Mystique. Like, I just go to my therapist, I'm crying. I'm like, Mystique was rotten in all these movies and she was so nice and not trying to kill everybody. I just don't know what time. What do you think, Doc? And Knuckles is like, dude, why are you telling me this? Like... (laughs) Okay, anyway. so Xavier cancels class because the X-Men did such a good job in space. <laughs> Beers for everyone, even the underage. <laughs> yeah. It's really kind of like that. And Xavier's just like, I know the president. And I was like, okay, cool. great. Mm-hmm. Xavier does check in with Gene. Oh, wait, is this the scene where I just have the note Scott's lips? Oh, my God. He does have dick sucking lips in this. His lips are. He's very pretty. Plump and full. He's ready for Wolverine, baby. Um, so everybody's worried about Jean and she gets shunted off into a medical examination with Hank. But before that, Mystique is like, um, she should be dead. And Xavier's like, well, she's not. And just like rolls away. And Mystique is like, wait, we're not done with this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I I do love that Xavier's response was, well, she's not. And then he just leaves. He just leaves and she follows him and she's like, I'm sorry, but you shouldn't have sent us up there because that was patently insane and we weren't prepared for it. And it's kind of crazy no one did die. And you keep making us go on these fucking crazy ass missions and you're the one getting medals from the president and none of us are getting anything out of it. She says, please don't tell me you're doing this for your ego so you can have your face continue to be on Time Magazine. And he goes, yeah. I am doing it for that reason. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Jesus I mean, Christ. The, the actual phrasing he uses, like, compared to being hated and reviled, I do actually enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, uh, Okay, but Xavier was never reviled. I ever, know. I know. Ever. He passes. Which, okay, but Mystique brings the... Okay, I think this is the scene. I think this is the scene where she says the line that I was... Okay, so here's the note. 
like what a mixed bag i can't remember she tells xavier like i can't remember the last time you risked something yep that she says that right she's just like i can't remember the last time it was your ass on the line right yes and then also it's the women doing all the work and i'm like yes and they're like you should change it to the ex-women sassily turned around and walked out and i'm like oh i do feel like (laughs) she is the emma frost to xavier in this movie Mm -hmm. like i really do feel that way i just does it make me awful if i don't i don't necessarily have any attachment to the name x-men or x-women for that matter but is there just i don't know there's just something there's it's such a hire more women guards move to say it can you should change it to x women you know what i mean yeah no i mean you're not the only one a lot of critics made fun of that line because they were like it it feels very tacked on to the end of a line that should have been the end of the scene when she's like i can't remember the last time you were the one risking something like that should just be where the conversation ends i didn't i didn't hate it guys i'm gonna i'm just gonna fight you both and say that i did not hate that line i thought it was good (laughs) i don't hate it but i i think it's i think it's a little much and i also think that that I'd like it more if this movie was actually good. Like, you okay, know, well, like okay. the movie doesn't, <laughs> if the, if this it was, doesn't really okay. back it up with anything. Well, I was going to say, if this movie was actually about <laughs> feminism. Fe- fellas, is it feminist to have a bad movie? <laughs> yeah, but like, it's not actually about feminism. I like, I mean, in the comics as it is, but this movie is not. This movie's about trauma, apparently. I don't really know. Simon Kinberg was like, instead of feminism, what if we wrote a movie centered around a trauma that doesn't happen to Jean Grey in the comic books? Mm-hmm. I mean, she does have some other thing where her friend dies, but like, th- he's like, what if we just erase the feminism part and make it about a car crash? And like, therefore, that's why she's crazy. And I'm like, <laughs> why? What? Like, I don't, who yeah. made this decision? And I mean, we can talk about it in the second half, but I don't really like the relationship she has with Jessica Chastain. And like that female character is like kind of a shitty portrayal of like this girl power message where she's being manipulated by like the one other woman okay which is crazy because like this is like going against captain marvel at the time which was far more feminist than this movie was and is about her male mentor lying to her and captain marvel getting over that and like breaking away from those lies like that is what that movie's about it's yeah. it's pretty simple, but it's a it's a message anyone can understand. Whereas this movie <laughs> is very confusing when it comes to like. Well, I guess I guess you could argue that Jean is breaking away from her male mentor, which is Xavier. But is that what the movie's about? Because it barely but is. It is. Well, I don't know because the movie just like goes off the rails. Literally, they're on a train at the. F- oh my god! Why is there a train at the end of the movie too? Jesus Christ! All right. Anyway, <laughs> they pull up one eighty on the train. Yeah, there's fucking that. trains in right? all these movies. Yep. I don't understand. She she literally has the world's most awkward i forgive you yep <laughs> she does she's like movie. asleep xavier and she's like i forgive you xavier that's not even in this part but you're right that she's like i forgive you before she, before she just like blasts off into space which is really funny i mean the more i think about it the worse it is because the movie starts with her mother dying she kills mystique for dubious reasons and then she kills jessica chastain at the end and like what are jessica chastain's motives idk can can you list a single X-Men film, any X-Men film, any of them, including the Deadpool films, where the women get to be, like, good? I mean, I can't. Of course I can't. Because all of them are about how whenever women have power, they need to be destroyed. And, like, even Storm as a character in this movie is in the background being like, we should probably kill Jean. Like, Storm has been in the background of, like, (laughs) six movies. And I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, in X-Men 3, they gave her a little bit more to do where she was like, listen, I'm going to be really sassy now. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know what's happening, but 
you know, I it's just crazy to me that they've made like twelve of these films where like part of the plot point is just like putting a woman in the fridge or they like are the background or like they finally get too powerful because they're women. They're crazy. It's like, guys, I just I don't know. I don't think the mystique death scene works. I mean, we're going to get to it. That is part of this episode. But um, for now, we've got Mystique being a little little badass and being like, the women are always saving the men around here, which is why I'm going to die later. Don't think about it. <laughs> and then she storms There's out of the room. There's too many women in this movie, so I got to off myself. Goodbye. <laughs> There's barely any women here, but don't worry. There are going to be even fewer by the time we get to the credits. We're all oh going to be God. dead. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, they yeah. are. Isn't it, isn't it just like Storm standing there? Storm's by the only one who actually. Oh lives. my god! Yeah. yeah, which she made. She basically does by turtling for the entire movie. She like avoids the movie so that she manages <laughs> to survive it. That's the only way a woman can get out alive. <gasps> Thank you for the image of Aurora hiding in a closet, as, like a giant, like a giant Resident Evil monster with a chalkboard around its neck, reading the plot. Like walks by. She's like, yes. yeah, I'm not showing up. She's for like this. the meme of the little toddler under the desk while the velociraptor is walking by or the terminator this is or whatever very, okay, I, I can't believe i'm referencing south park again but there is that scene where the army is like all right we're going to war and they're like okay let's get the human shield let's get all the black people out front and the black people are like yeah fuck this and so when the missiles shoot the black people just leave they're like yeah we already read the script we know what you're gonna do and so the white people die instead yeah storm is that character she's like i'm the only black character in a fox x-men movie <laughs> i'm gonna like, need to get out of here because it's not yeah gonna go she's well. like fuck this i'm, I'm I'm so torn between that sounds entirely accurate. And I'm like, no, she isn't the only black character, but the other black character is a black woman who definitely gets murdered. So wait, who are you referring <laughs> well, who to? Who are you talking about? Celine. Oh, I thought oh. you were talking about the random alien guy who's played by a black man. I mean, he does oh, die. He does right, so. you're right. But he's not actually a black man. He's a dead black man whose body has been taken over by an alien. So yeah, so he dies Make twice. Make that what you will. Oh my god. Anyway, anyway, going back to this movie, we're down in the med lab with a bunch of white people. Yeah, we're down there with Hank. Hank is like, "What's up with Gene's powers? They're over nine thousand. He literally has an over nine thousand moment. He literally says it. Gene's quietly sitting there, and she goes, "What can't be right?" And he's like, "Did you just read my mind?" She goes, "Sorry, but can you just fucking tell me?" Because oh, without permission, yeah. he specifically says without permission yeah which makes me think that like that's a rule that charles has in that house that he disobeys constantly constantly the time. Yeah, i know annoying. i know annoying. but also i think what happened here is that gene's powers are amped up so she's just accidentally hearing beast being like okay her powers that are was how i interpreted charts. it like, too yeah what's happening and he's like i guess we gotta make a new measurement because your powers are way too oh, strong oh, 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 which again oh, is literally yeah. the over nine thousand dragon ball z she's like well i feel good i'm gonna go fuck scott now bye she's like <laughs> <laughs> I like that though for her. It's cute. Yeah. People keep asking her, they're like, how do you feel? She's like, I'm fucking great. Yeah. She's like, I'm high she's as like, fuck I'm right pumped. now. I'm pumped, bro. <laughs> it's like a She's like, it's like I've been edging all yeah. day. Yeah. I'm, I'm so much energy. <laughs> She's so powerful. She's so powerful. She's like, I gotta go smack Scott around sexually. Oh my God. Anyway, so they, they do go up and I love I this love scene this between scene them. Too. It's it's good. It's like Gene and Scott are like making out mm-hmm. and he's like, okay, but hold on. Like, are you okay? Because like you just were like in a solar flare. She goes, yeah, I feel great. I just feel like everything's turned up. Like I'm on fucking cocaine. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah, I feel like it's like cocaine combined with like, LSD in terms of just her energy overall where she's like I can see everything and I'm so powerful. 
She's like, I can actually feel the cosmos, Scott. And Scott's like, that's actually a little worrisome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, are you sure you okay? And she's like, listen, I came back to you. I'll always come back to you, Scott. Gene, Scott, Gene, Scott, Gene. Or anyway. Um, but all of this made 10,000 times better by the fact that Sophie Turner is taller. Love it. Love it. And so she's she's looking down into his into his visor. Okay, but Gene is tall in the comic books. I know. I think that works. I think it's you know? great. I love that. I love that. I her. also love, I love when she's she's like, so are you intimidated that I'm more powerful than you? And he's like, no, I'm into it. And you buy it. <laughs> because like the way that he's playing it is so cute where he's just like gazing at her with stars in his eyes. Like he's like, no, this is like the most turned he's on like, I've I ever been. I want you to step <laughs> on like, my balls tonight. He's like, holy shit, I'm so yeah, right it's yeah. really cute. I mean, this is this is Scott and Gene to me. Like this, I, dynamic, I know that's what I said. I'm like, I feel like they nailed this. This is like one of the few things they got. This scene is perfect. It's like a five second scene, and it's perfect. Ten out of ten. Now that we, now we got this perfect scene, we have to watch this insane scene where it's like the Hellfire <laughs> Club getting possessed by aliens. This is this is where I stop liking the movie. Like that first twenty minutes, for all the questions that I had, I was like, I actually enjoy this. And then we get to this, and I'm like, I don't know what's happening anymore. It just goes off the rails now because now we're on like Rhode Island somewhere. Yeah. And like and Emma Jessica Frost. Chastain is dressed up as Emma Frost in her X-Men costume that has an X on it. And it's white. They're having an X-Men themed party and she's dressed as Emma Frost. And they're having a party. There's a dog barking. They're like, could you shut that dog the fuck up? I'm like, I'm going to shut you up okay. right now, bitch. Okay. Like, okay. Look, <laughs> do- dogs are our friends. Yeah. But this scene is surprisingly long. And that <laughs> dog is barking through all of it. <laughs> well, until it's not minutes. anymore. Like halfway through this scene, I'm like, I need that dog to stop barking, let alone the people at this dinner party. They're just playing the bark dot wave sound file like 60 times. But that's pretty much what it sounds like. Oh my like. god, it's like that Blair Witch game where like the fucking dog's there and it just goes bark, bark, bark. Bark, 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 yeah, bark. it does sound like if you listen to it and only that sound, you would hear the pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Eventually. Of it looping? Well, it is a trick. It is a trap that she goes out to get the dog. There is a moment where they add, like, the dog whining when she goes past it to see what's going on in the trees or whatever, and they add all these sound effects of the dog crying. I'm like, that's not what the dog's doing, because I can see its body language, but whatever. Yeah, and the dog is, like, completely fine. <laughs> they have to make it seem like the dog is about to get killed by these evil aliens. I was like, is the dog going to die? Because I don't want to deal with this. I don't remember. I, I think, think it, it does. does off screen. Yeah. I don't know. Do these people die or not? Nobody ever knows. We'll never know. Okay, like, well, it's the, just, all like, the people die, Ryan. We do know that. No, they just... We like, definitely okay, know. Do these, they die these, or they just go to sleep? Because Gene's doing die. this too. I think they die. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? I did notice that that the same animation, air quotes, animation, they use for Jessica Chastain ripping someone's stomach out and Gene going like dick punch and then they fall over. <laughs> it's like the, the same. same. I know. That's why I was confused. I, I do think these people die. I think so too. Because nobody notices their absence. Yeah. And right. all of the aliens become them. So it's like the alien kills right. you and then takes on your form. Okay. I really enjoyed the shot of the aliens coming out of the trees. Yeah, the, I thought cool. that was fucking cool. cool. I was like, this is awesome. And like, I like the idea that they do kind of look like scrolls. Like, well, they were. Right. <laughs> they are. Uh, but I like, no, but I'm <laughs> saying I well like be. this version of them i mean i know that the one in the mcu is like more accurate to what they look like in the comic books but i like this like horror version of them and i was like oh these are kind of fucking cool scrolls i like these but who knows we're about to see fucking secret invasion then we might get some weirdo scrolls so but anyway so that's that scene maddie what is the beginning of the next scene (laughs) it's ryan's favorite part of the movie where the kids it's katie's favorite part all the the ex-kids are partying 
to the, the strains of the pop star Dazzler, <laughs> who's doing a little private show for the X Kids out in the woods <laughs> behind the mansion. And she's she's lip syncing to an extremely overprocessed vocal line in a pop song, which you can tell she's not singing live just from the way that it's, it's mixed. Uh, but then also the the actress is not lined up the lip sync. Yeah, her, her <laughs> lips are not. They're not correct. After you said it, I knew to it's look like for it. It's like super, super noticeable, even without yeah. me pointing it out. It's I wish. Not good. Like, <laughs> why did they put Dazzler in this movie? Well, but I, I think it's actually fine to have her there. Just have the song not be so processed. Have it sound like she's really singing live. Do you think this was Jubilee scene initially and no, they changed what? it to Dazzler? Why would Jubilee be performing why a song? Why would they do that? What are you talking I about? No, I mean, uh, why would any of these characters be doing it? Why? Why would Mystique be like a good Avenger? Why is she? Why, why is Mystique Captain America? I don't know. Why is this, okay? I'm definitely going to circle back and recommend that therapy thing. Listen, Knuckles <laughs> is busy right now. Okay, he's looking for the Master Emerald, and I just I, I don't have time to go see Knuckles anyway. Yeah. So the lyrics to the song are really on the nose. Also, like it's got the word Marvel in it. And also, our love yeah. is on fire. Wait, could you hear the lyrics? Because I could not. No, or is it because you reading were reading them. the subtitles? Okay. She's like, I'm on fire. Yeah, it's, it's not a good and I was song. Like, what? It's not memorable. <laughs> so, Jean starts chugging wine coolers. This is what Todd was talking about. <laughs> they, they are so pink. They are the pinkest yeah. drinks I have ever I think it's punch. Seen. I'm like, are you drinking Robitussin? I think you're right like, that they're what? like a wine cooler or something. And like Scott's like, are you sure you can handle this? I'm like, yeah, she can because it's fucking like mixed down water. I am 99% sure it's alcoholic. Well, yeah, it well, is, okay, it's alcoholic. But it's like fucking like what you said, a wine cooler where it's going to be like 2% alcohol. And he's like, can you handle that? Because I can't. And Gene's like, you're a little bitch. Get me like a whiskey. <laughs> yeah, like she drinks his drink and he's like, oh, no. He's like, I'm already age. drunk. I had a little bit of like this fucking like Mike's hard lemonade and I'm so drunk. And we're like, Gene, I mean, yeah. Gene, Scott, shut the fuck up. So then Storm gets to be an ice dispenser. That's one of her big moments in <laughs> oh the movie God. is making ice for the drinks. I hate that this. This is like one of her moments. So it is one oh of her God. moments. I'm so angry for it's her. It's so upsetting. Like she, her big moment is being a fucking waitress. Like I hate this for her. Yeah. I hate it. I, I, yeah. It makes me upset. So then as Storm is creating ice cubes for Scott's drink, she and Scott have a little conversation where they're like, is Gene okay? And for, for this scene, Storm says she thinks Gene is great and seems to be doing fine, except a scene from now, she's going to be like, we need to kill Gene. So it's like the same scene, basically. <laughs> she doesn't have an arc in this movie, so don't worry about it. Then we go inside to where Hank and Mystique uh, are watching the party on and flirting and flirting with each other. They're watching the party on security cameras, which was weird. I thought that was a little strange. I was like, OK, so you're allowing underage drinking in a concert out in the woods, but you're going to watch it on security cameras. I don't think that counts as chaperoning you two, but OK. Uh, OK, that's really funny that, that that's what they would think is chaperoning. I mean, like, that's how it works at the X-Mansion. This is how children are raised. No, I do think that both beast and com- like comic book beast and comic book mystique like they, they probably, probably would that, be like yeah. they would be like can you chaperone this and like yeah sure they like turn on a security cam and they don't really watch it like i just realized we know how old gene is here we do 16 we do oh wait no she's because not she's the, that was the last movie the, now she's 26 no 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 we do because at the beginning of the movie when they cut to the scene where they're in the car mm-hmm. 
They say that it's 1975. Right, yeah. and then it's 1992 And then later, they cut right? forward to 1992. But later on, when Xavier is talking to Jean about what happened, he's like, you were only eight years old. Okay. So we know that she's 25. Oh, there you go. Okay, so I was right. I said 26. That was close. So that means she was probably 15 in the last movie because it's been 10 years. Todd like did some math there. And it's like, oh my God, yeah, that was too many. That was too much psyching out to rob for me. Eight and seven. Can't do it. Can't be done. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Todd, you have to know that that math and I, we are not friends. We will never be friends. Oh, me neither. <sighs> I can't do that as fast as Todd just did. Everybody, please applaud. That was pretty so, impressive. This is In this scene between Hank and Mystique, Mystique <laughs> is like, I'm really fucking sick of Xavier, dude. I hate his shit and I want to leave. I want to like, quit. I don't know. And he's like, eh, I'm, I'm fine with it. Well, sometimes he blows me. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like Hank is like, this is the only place where people take me seriously. And I'm like encouraged to stay in the closet. And I feel like I leave with you. You're going to want me to like actually be, be out. out. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I think I want to leave though. And he's like, don't. Well, well, he's like going on about how Xavier's egotistical and it's all about him. And he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, what do you think the X stands for in X-Men? It's literally about Xavier. him. Yeah. That's what got me. Okay. Okay. I also love that she's just like, I love him, but he's different. And I'm like, do you love him though? But then she has <laughs> like, what do you think the X and X stands for? And I'm just like, the X gene. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I thought too. But like, you know. <laughs> but to be fair, doesn't Xavier discover that gene in this movie universe? No. And- I, I I feel like they've not specifically called out the X gene in any of these movies. I don't think they've actually called it that. Yeah, they've just know been if they like, have. but this is the this is the time this is the timeline where Moira coined the name of the X Men. Oh, that's true. She that's did because it happens at the end of First Class. You're right. I hate that. I hate it. I'm sorry. I like it made better in X-Men 2000 when Logan comes up with it. This is another one of those lines that I'm like, you think this is supposed to be sounding super feminist and instead it just sounds really fucking awkward. Or also just it's something that makes you stop and go, wait, is that even true? And then you're like taken out of the movie because you're distracted. Yeah. But we got to go to a scene that I think is pretty funny, uh, which is Xavier giving a speech. Okay. Katie. (laughs) I like this scene. Listeners, please, (laughs) please go subscribe to our Patreon at the $3 level you can listen to our initial reactions to when we saw dark phoenix in person in 2019 it's yep. a terribly recorded episode because we did it on some weird device but like it's katie's reaction and imitation of xavier in this is really funny she's <laughs> like oh so you think i'm a superhero like it's really good yeah i mean that's one of his lines where he's like i i don't even know what the word superhero means <laughs> but i am <laughs> one. But like, I'll, I, I, I bet it, I'm, I'm so glad grateful you're calling me a superhero i heard like, oh somebody God. i heard someone saying this in the background superhero somebody saying that somebody else is saying attractive somebody saying sexy i'm hearing <laughs> by the way did you know i know the president now i don't i don't know what any of those words mean of course but but if you must call me those words then he's sharing the fucking stage with the president the United States right now, by the way. Like yeah, they're just standing there. But it's together. perfect. It's a perfect scene to make you hate him. Like I actually yeah. I feel like that's the intent of the scene and it works really well. Where's the security, by the way? It's like this is knows? like the president's on stage. There's people like sitting at tables. There's no security. But they're in like a Freemason hall. It's like a tiny venue. It's like really funny how little it is. It's like yeah. in a hotel somewhere. I was like, what is what is going on? Well, it's like, the nineties. So like security was different then and like people didn't care as much about the president. Oh, you know what's actually really funny is that this is supposed to be the 90s, but Bill Clinton is not the president. Who the fuck is this well, guy? Well, the presidents are like only sometimes real. It's not like Bill Clinton's going to be in the movie. Well, they had fucking, they had <laughs> fucking had Nixon. Nixon. Remember, <laughs> That's Todd? That's what I'm saying. Like, so why is it, like, is this supposed to be George 
Bush? I don't know. Like I don't know either. I feel like who it's was a president in '92. Okay, uh, now, yeah, I, I think it, it was, yeah, I think it, it was, was H. W. Bush. Yeah. Well, now we know why it's not him. But, but I don't, I don't know. That, I don't know that that makes any sense either way. I mean, I don't know. I want to point out though, he has an excellent line while he's receiving this award that really boils down to like, really, I'm just, I'm so humble. All I've really done <laughs> is made the world incredible oh my god i love how he starts he starts the sentence and you're like okay he's gonna be he's gonna be he's gonna say something humble he's gonna give some credit to the x-men and the first thing he says is the only thing i've done i know is to make the world safe Xavier is spot on He's in this incredible. movie. Such a I don't know if this is like Simon Kimberg or the script or James McAvoy. I kind of want to give it to James McAvoy because I mean, he I'll really. I'll give it to the script too. It's a good speech. I I don't think Simon Kimberg's a bad writer at all. I I just think I, the well, editing I don't, I don't know if, and everything. Okay, else. but see the thing is that Maddie, you're looking at a script. I don't know if that's the actual script or if it's like something that somebody like you know. Uh, well, it's somebody. It's not the official script. Somebody just transcribed the movie. So this is not like the scripts that we've read on the YouTube channel for the Mutant Ages. Which listeners go tune into those if you want to see those right like i don't have the official script with all the stage directions right. and everything that would be cool if i had that but that I would be cool that. well anyway so like they, they go back to fucking gene and she's drinking and she's like let's dance cyclops and he's like well hold on do you know what the people are calling you the kids she's like do i want to know he's like actually it's kind of cool they're calling you the phoenix because you like died like basically back. died and came back from the dead and then she's like phoenix oh my god my brain i was like oh okay she like sees the fire pits and all she's like wait this reminds me of the, the the solar flare also the thing that's inside me right now and she's like freaking out and she like sends out a electromagnetic pulse that knocks everyone over suddenly well not yet because mystique's like watching this on the radar she's like um gene's not okay look at her person and like beast looks over and like you know everybody's got the regular like i don't know why they're looking at at it the the fucking party through like a solar lens anyway but they're like wow everybody's like green and blue and gene's like turning red yeah they have like a heat measurements like body heat measurements i don't know why this is happening but anyway so mystique's like ah shit and like gene's like stop stop (laughs) she's hearing all these voices in her head she's like stop it stop it stop it stop it like she was a kid and then she screams by the way i think it's really cool when she phoenixes out she gets like this like weird silent hill face that's like her face is cracking apart yeah with like the marks on her face it looks very cool i agree i like i do like it's really funny to me that like we have talked about how much we hate legitimately and i'm with you on this one in past movies how like evil means veins yes yeah there's like veins all over your face and, right like, all you have to do is make them glow and suddenly it looks amazing it looks so good <laughs> yeah it looks beautiful i i don't know if it's like veins so much as like her face is cracking apart because the energy underneath her is like gonna like burst out of her i think that's more what it's like yeah I, well i think that's i think that's what the glow does right is that like instead of looking like just you have some sort of weird skin condition (laughs) yeah it's like (laughs) you know the the glow really sells like oh my shit i like i can't contain gene's like i just can't even pass like this because i'm glowing Mm -hmm. anyway uh (laughs) the morlocks are all standing there like fuck you um (laughs) 
So so anyway, she explodes. Oh my god, no, I'm traditionally pretty and glowing. God, that must be so uh, difficult. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, she explodes. Everyone gets knocked out. Okay, everyone gets knocked unconscious, even though like she obliterates everything else around her. And mm-hmm. I was like, those kids are lucky they are not dead. Like, yeah. I don't know why they didn't I feel die. like that's the implication of the scene, too. Like, later, when she thinks back on it and is, like, scared and everything. It's like, she could have killed people. Yeah, well, I know. And Xavier, by the way, is still at the president and he's saying goodbye and everyone's clapping for him. And he's like, he feels Gene. Yep. And he's just like, I gotta go by. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he literally says... He literally stops in the middle of handshake and someone's just like, uh, I have to leave. Farewell, everybody. And then, like, is escorted out by 50 Secret Service yeah. agents who wheel him down the hall. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And then and then it cuts to Xavier and Hank watching Gene sleep because this is an X-Men show. So. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> Somebody's got to be asleep and everyone's got to be watching them. So not as bad as Wolverine and the X-Men in that one scene where, like, I think it was Scott who felt who got knocked unconscious. And when he woke up, the entire cast was just standing there. That was pretty funny. So, so. Xavier explains that he cannot get into Gene's head for some reason. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to have to use Cerebro because Hank has already bumped it up. Well, she, he's saying that Gene's too powerful yeah, now. Like something something in her head is preventing him from getting in. So he goes into Cerebro and goes inside of her head. OK, there's a moment here where Xavier's sitting there in front of the machine. and He goes, Hank. Turn up Cerebro. Turn up the Cerebro dial. Oh, a little think, more, and please. So, <laughs> and, and I was like, why can't you fucking do it? I know, why do you need crazy. Hank to do like, it? Hank has it to was bend like over you're sitting the right there. He dial. had to like crawl over you to get to the fucking dial because your <laughs> wheelchair's there and also you have this huge helmet that you're wearing. That's Xavier. Like, just turn it yourself. I have to spend all of my energy constantly. Like, Xavier's so like, listen, I'm just too important to do this and touch that dial. Somebody else needs to do it for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, but this is also a very funny moment where Mystique is looking at Gene's mind, which is like a web of. Of terrifying like red strands <laughs> nightmares and, and she's, she's like, like what is the it fuck? supposed to look like this and xavier's like so i kind of did some stuff when she was I a kind kid of, like, erased her memory and i, like, I saved moved her some stuff around but, okay like, wait, wait 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 for the record i think it's like the the computer art they do around them, I think it's supposed to look like neuron. Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's like one of those screensavers from like the 90s. Yeah, with the little pipes, <laughs> the pipes connecting to other pipes yeah. constantly. Yeah, it looks exactly like <laughs> that. That would be so fucking Fucking like the lawnmower minute. It's She's supposed to look like this and it's just the Matrix screensaver. Oh, I was thinking more like Mystique's standing and she's like, what's wrong? Like, is this what it's supposed to look like? And it's just like flying toasters everywhere. <laughs> it's the fish. Oh my God. It's a uh, fish. I miss the fish anyway yeah. but i do like that xavier's like no i erased all of her memory because i saved her i saved her from her memories this is a theme that's going to go on yeah he does say i saved her he says that well he continues to say that for the remainder of the first half of the film i don't know if that ever changes later but like he does keep on saying mm. no 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 you don't understand i saved gene yep. by like wiping her memory and every other character keeps being like do you know what that word means yeah like <gasps> i don't actually think okay he definitely did something to her, but I don't think he altered her memories. I think he put walls up because they're still there. I think he like put, I don't he know. He put walls up. That's what he says. Well, we're, we up, don't really right? know, but Mystique's general reaction is like, what the fuck? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> she she just looks at him and very quietly says, what kind of adjustments? <laughs> I mean, I, I would say. Which is very much like controlling fist of death scenarios. She's just like, what the fuck? Did you do? And Xavier's like, I saved her. (laughs) 
Yeah. I saved her from the evil demons of her brain. Well, I think he was trying to put up a wall around the fact that she killed her own parents and yeah. also that her dad lived and didn't want her. Like, that's the part that she has forgotten. Well, right, because like she doesn't remember that part later until he, she goes into her dad's brain. She doesn't even know any of that. Well, now she does. Right. The walls are breaking down because of the Phoenix Force yeah. inside her head. Um, Mystique hears a voice like a male voice and mm-hmm. Xavier and she's like what the fuck is that and Xavier's like Jean's waking up <laughs> and everyone's like what what well what he basically says is like trouble yeah. he's like if she finds out what that is shit's fucked yeah. and Mystique really looks at him with like what the fuck yeah did you I know do? and Jean, Jean like <laughs> wakes up in her bed she screams my dad's alive and yep. it's like <laughs> whoops whoopsie <laughs> She also kicks Xavier out of her head before that happens, where Xavier's like, Gene, it's me. Just just relax. I'm in your head. Don't worry. I'm not fucking around in here. I'm not doing anything. And Gene's like, get the fuck out. She's like, like you're GTFO. lying to me. This is a lie. I can just tell my dad's alive yeah. and you're a liar. Then she wakes up. Is this, is this why I have the note and then Charles died the end? <laughs> I wish that was the case that she... <laughs> I mean, like, she does, like, knock him out or something, and then Cyclops runs in the room. We see a shot of Scott running across the mansion, which is really funny, and then he opens the door and screams, Gene! Gene! (laughs) Yep. Xavier's nose was bleeding. Yeah, Yeah. because he kept kept trying to fight against Gene in his head, and and he's like, turn up the Cerebro dial, Hank, and Hank was like, why am I doing Hank is like, bro, it's at 11. <laughs> it's not going any higher. I know, it's not going higher. Also, his nose was bleeding, and I was like, is this, at this point, are we doing this, because it hasn't happened in any previous X-Men film, are we doing this because, like, Stranger Things has been around long enough to be like, when I use my psychic powers really hard, my nose bleeds. Like, that's, like, a thing we're doing. I think that's a trope that's been around for a long time. Like, I, I, yeah, I feel like it's been in other things, too. Sure, well, sure, I agree with that, but I don't think we were seeing it on this media... Like, we weren't seeing it in the X-Men movies until Stranger Things had been around. I don't think we so. saw it in the X-Men movies before now, no. Yeah, yeah. And now, now we can demonstrate what that means because people have more people have seen stranger things i think than x-men so like they were like any newcomers could be like oh he's using his psychic powers i get it i don't know anyway so gene kicked him in the brain dick yeah so gene's gene's talking to scott she's like listen i need to go find my father and scott's like what the fuck are you talking about your dad's dead she's like uh no i can hear him in my brain and he's like uh what are you even saying and she's like listen i need to go find my dad and He's like, okay, fine, whatever, let's go together. And she's like, no, 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 no. I can't control what's happening to me, and I'm just really worried that people are going to get hurt if they stay around me, especially you. And Scott's like, well, I'll come with you. She goes, okay, and she just puts him to sleep, yeah. which is... He, he says something just like, I, you know, I'll, I'll, never, I'll never let you down. I'll always be there to support you. And she's just like, I know you will. And then, poof, just okay. like, you, right, all right. In the stomach. Hilariously, if he had the same conversation with Emma, Emma would probably do the same thing. Because both Gene and Emma are like, Scott. Yeah, Scott has a type. We know that. Yeah, but Gene, <laughs> Gene and Emma would be like, you can't, no. You, yeah, you, you're can't not, you don't get this. to go on this. It, since you won't shut the fuck up, we're just both going to put you to sleep. And then we're going to go make out in the corner. And then we're going to go do what we're going to do. Emma's not on this movie. So she's not, unfortunately. Then we go back to Raven and Charles and Hank, and <laughs> we get a little moment where Charles is like, she's changing it to something else. 
<laughs> and everyone's like, what does that mean? And he's like, I don't know. Dramatic. He <laughs> says to the camera, like, mystic style and demon. He's like, I'm a mutant too. And then he runs away. <laughs> um, and then Scott shows up and, and is like, Jean's gone. Or who, I don't know who shows up here and says that. And Charles is like, okay, I'm going to find her with my mind. And then before we do this bit where Mystique is finally just like, oh, my fucking God, you piece of shit. What did you do? Mm-hmm. We get like a brief shot of Jean walking into what looks like like a rural outskirts of town, like tiny. OK, the Christmas story town. I mean, a little bit but like not even like the houses are not even that close together, though. Mm-hmm. I know this because I lived in one when I lived in Milwaukee. Um, they really look like company houses mm. that were for a nearby factory, right? So that this like, they're like really kind of narrow and compressed, and there's a whole and they look kind of identical. And there's like four or five of them that are that are in a row. I mean, that would be a logical backstory, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And we see her walking to one of these houses, and then it cuts to all of that stuff that just happened in the med lab, mm-hmm. where Xavier's like, "Okay, we have to go find Gene," and Scott runs in. After Scott runs in, it's just like, she punched me. Where's my girlfriend? Xavier's being like, listen, Jean's just all rage and pain. We're like, yeah, no shit. And like, Scott runs in and he's like, Jean is gone. Because like, they can't track her. That's a whole thing. They're like, I can't track her on Cerebro anymore because, you know, like, Scott's like, can you look for her on Cerebro? And Xavier's like, I can't. Jean's gotten too powerful. And Scott's like, well, she did say this weird thing about seeing her dad. And Xavier's like, we need to leave right the fuck now. And Mystique's like, why? And Xavier's like, I I don't even have time to explain to you. Because that's going to come up later in the plane. Here's what kills me, though. They run off to the jet. Yeah. And they get in the jet to fly from Westchester to Brooklyn. Yeah. It's a real short flight. I mean, like, it was a real emergency, guys. It is an emergency, like, though, to be fair. I, w- I will agree with I, that. I, sure, fine. But, like, they cut to a shot of the jet, like, way up in the upper cloud banks. <laughs> it's and like, like guys, it's like 40 miles. I don't think you need to go that high to get there. Yeah, that's yeah. really funny to think about. By the way, we have to cut away real quick to remember that the aliens are in this yeah. movie because like, there's like this <laughs> scene where Jessica Chastain like, takes a car up to a parking garage roof where Sabretooth and Logan are not fighting. And instead, this guy who's an assistant to the president, which I don't think that ever comes up, the fact that he works for the president, but I don't even know. This dude also walks over and he's like, he calls... Jessica Chastain Vuk. This yep. is the last time we're going to hear that also. Because it was added in voiceover much later. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, okay, so where's the power? And she's like, it's in Jean Grey. And they're like, cool. And they're like, if we can use the power, we can resurrect our race. And that's the extent of their motivation. And, and, and then that's when Jessica Chastain like turns to the camera and is like, and then we can begin our new race here. On planet Earth, which we will take over the scrolls they are scrolls and this for the record this is the only scene in the entire movie that uses the word the bari yeah. yeah and the only scene where she's called vuk too because it's added later yeah. and you can like really tell none of that stuff comes in ever <laughs> yeah. again yeah 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 yeah, yeah. anyway it's so all fine. this next these next few scenes yeah. 
are actually kind of good. They I don't, I don't are. hate them. They're kind of good. I mean, we get a quick moment where Jean is ringing the doorbell and her dad answers the door, and then he doesn't even recognize her though, because like the last time he saw her, she he was, was a like kid. a child, and he's like, he, Although, I, I think feel has like, denial I feel like if somebody who showed up to her, like if a teenage, like sorry, if it had a if woman, twenty five year old showed up and was my daughter's age and hair, also had natural looked red like hair, like her mom, yeah, yeah, I, I feel like he, he should know exactly who she is. I know, but instead. He's like, can I help you? And she's like, Dad, it's me. He's like, uh oh, spaghettios. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> but Maddie, oh this God. scene on the fucking blackbird with the mystique yeah, and it's Xavier is so good because like, because she's like, so like, if we can't track Jean, why do you know where she is? And Xavier's <laughs> like, well, I know where her dad lives. I mean, uh, uh, I know. Uh, <laughs> okay, mystique literally says, Jesus Christ. Like, I love that. She's just like. Jesus Christ, what did you do? And Xavier again, he's like, I protected her. I saved her. And Mystique's like, yeah, from the truth. Like, fuck yeah. you. I love this. You made it so that she could never move on from anything. I do love the exasperated Jesus Christ. Like, I'm so over your bullshit. Yeah. Relatable. Very relatable. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because I also out loud said, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's all you can that say about Xavier. Mystique and Shaw just in unison in the background be like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. What the <laughs> fuck, Xavier? And I'm like, listen, why is this version of Mystique like this? <laughs> I mean, this is the part where I'm like, I'd rather this be Kitty or or in Ryan's case, Emma, because I'm like, I just want somebody yeah. somebody else to be talking back to Xavier, but it's fine. Whatever. Who cares? Well, it could it can be either of those characters because whenever like Jean throws shrapnel or sorry, like pushes them into a thing, Kitty could have phased through it or Emma could have gone okay, diamond. You keep worrying about that part of it. But Ryan, if the entire script was rewritten, there'd be other explanations for those moments. Okay, that's true. Also, like they probably wouldn't kill these kids. I don't think Mystique was in this script initially. I, I don't. Don't think, I don't know. Anyway, so Jean's like going to see her dad. Yeah. You know, she's like, I thought you were dead. Xavier said you were dead. I'm really, but Jean's really cutely being like, it's so good to see you and that you're alive. And her dad's just like, uh, I'm going to get you some water and like leaves. And Jean's like looking around the house. She's looking at these photos. She sees all these photos of her dad with her mom, but there's no pictures of her. And Jean's like hearing whispers now, and like you know, I, this is good. I yeah. like this shit. This is very Jean Grey, by the way. And she turns around, and it's very creepy because she's she's getting upset, and she, she her dad walks back in with the glass of water, and she's like, "Why didn't you look for me?" Yeah, and he's like, "Maybe we should sit down." And she's like, "I don't want to sit down. Why didn't you come looking for me?" And don't try to lie. I can read your mind. And like now, she's like really getting angry, and John is terrified. John is her dad. Yeah, she's like, "Why aren't there any photos of me?" Yeah, and in his head, he's thinking. I can't handle her and like having these memories of her yeah. in the past that she is able to sense now. Yeah. Well, she's looking in, she's now yeah. seeing that, like she's seeing the conversation mm-hmm. of Xavier and her dad being like, her dad being like, please take her away from me. I don't even know who she is anymore. She's terrifying and evil, Yep. you know? And then she comes out and she's like, you didn't even say goodbye. And he has this really shitty line where he goes, I didn't get to say goodbye to your mother, which is like, fucked yeah he blames her completely for it he does but right the thing he actually has one really excellent line in this scene i think this is very it's a very horror movie setup by the way and like even i can appreciate that yeah that, that was the right like you really just tense and terrifying i thought it was a really good scene mm-hmm. i feel like this is probably the best scene in the movie to be honest 
he is so angry at her and she's just like, I can read your mind. And he goes, oh, you want to come inside? Go all the way in. come all the way in. I know. Right. And that is when she sees like herself killing her mom. Well, okay, but that's that's not quite yet because this is like when he says, I didn't get to say goodbye to your mother. And Gene explodes the glass out of his hand, which is excellent. I don't know how they did that effect. And then she goes, How could you do that do that to me? I was eight years old. Right. And that's when he screams, If you want to come into my brain, come all the way in and don't forget what you did to me. Yeah, which again, he's blaming a child who did something accidentally. Like it's tragic. Yeah. It's it's really sad. Yeah, and so so then he makes her remember the full trauma, and then he goes, "I'm sorry, Gene, but my whole world died that day." And Gene's and then we start the house starts shaking. He's like, "Stop it, Gene! Stop it!" And she's like, "That's not fucking me. I don't know what you're looking at." She's like, "That's them." So she makes him pass out. Goes outside to the Blackbird, and I did write down this bit because I thought this is probably like the best dialogue in the whole movie. Is like the Blackbird lands and the X Men walk out. And Gene says, you shouldn't have come here. And Xavier very innocently, he goes, what are you talking about? We've come to take you home. And Gene's like, I don't have a home. You made sure of that. And Xavier's like, your father called me and asked me to take you in. And Gene's like, you told my, you told me my father was dead and you used me for my powers. And Xavier still being Xavier's like, no, that's not true. That's not what happened. Gene, we can help you, but you have to listen to me. And she goes, no, I don't. And <laughs> she turns to Scott and she goes, he fucking lied to me about everything. And Scott's like, we'll figure this out together. Just come back to me. You said you'd always come back to me. And it gets interrupted because the cops are showing up. And she kind of pauses there, like almost like she is considering it. Right. But then the cops show up. I want to point out that like Xavier says the line, you know, we've come to take you home. But he says it while standing in front of all of the experts. Who are I know, all it's fucked up. suited all up. in uniform. Yeah. yeah. Like we're going to take they, you in. They flew here from like 25 miles away. On a jet. And they're like ready yeah. for war. Which is behind them, yeah. right? Right. Like, I, I mean, it's pretty if I fucked would up. be like, this seems suspicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Xavier in this movie is like so evil again that it's like, I, I'm like, we're back to Xavier being the classic piece of shit that he is. And I do, I do really like that she fucking, he like, she's like, no, I understand that you've been lying to me like literally my entire life. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't fucking trust you. That is from the comic books. That does eventually happen when Jean, like, in, like in the nineties, she gets the memories of all the weird shit Xavier was doing with her, and like his weird crushes on her. Yeah, it was like during the onslaught area where he's, she's like, "What the fuck is with this guy?" Like, I, they, their relationship has not been the same since then. So, mm-hmm. I think this tension between them is really interesting. Yeah, that's why I'm so annoyed that later in the movie she's just like, "I forgive you," and like we find out that. <laughs> We, it's because they need the movie to end and they like didn't know what to do well i okay right. but maddie i do think that like or even both of you to, i think because this was supposed to be a trilogy tied in with like other films with the new mutants i think it wasn't gonna get resolved but they somewhere during this post-production yeah. where they got delayed four times on a release and they were also being told that they were not gonna get any more movies ever again they were like okay i guess we have to like wrap this shit up gotta wrap it up yeah well what we find out later as gene is attempting well Xavier's trying to wake Jean up so she'll kill the aliens that are about to kill everybody else on a train yeah, because we movie. know that that's, yeah. that's a thing. Yeah. But like Jean looks into to Xavier's memories mm-hmm. and finds that like the reason Xavier took her in was her dad saying like, she's broken, she's evil. And Xavier's like, no, yeah. like that's not, you know, like she deserves, she deserves a chance to thrive. And so his motives, at least in that moment, 
are genuinely I agree. I agree. Altruistic, which doesn't excuse any of the shit that he does. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, I don't, that's why it's so annoying that they like wrap it all up with a bow later. Yeah. Because this conflict of like, you know, I had the best of intentions that I seriously fucked up is really interesting and they don't do anything there with it. I know you're right. And it's unfortunate. I know. This is kind of the most they do with it is this scene, which I think is a great scene, the confrontation between them right. where she's like, I'm not going back with you. And then like, her friends are the ones who have to try to convince her, although, of course, they also fail. But Well, they fail because a lot of them just start attacking her. Which well, is the, the police exactly. show up. The, uh, the police show up and... I, I, a gene kills the police in two seconds? Yeah. It's kind of great. It is. It is. <laughs> this is when she tries to leave. She kills the police and then she flies up in the air and Kurt teleports after her, but she slams into him in a house and like throws him through like 16 walls and then explodes him out of the house. Yeah, it's a little ridiculous. And it's like crazy. And I, I love the music here and the um the way they animated this whole scene where like as soon as she goes to do something, like Storm goes to electrocute her, but Scott's diving towards Storm and Beast is shooting like one of his like depowering guns at Gene and we go into Quicksilver mode to, for all of this, which I thought is so cool. And the music is so so good here it's like probably like my favorite point in the music of the film and you we see quicksilver like running towards gene but this is when we see that gene can now like move in like the quicksilver space yeah. and he's like oh shit yeah. and like she throws him backwards into storm he breaks his like they fly like 12 yards away like they smash through a bunch of houses she definitely smashed brothers the hell out of those two it's so cool and then like they're getting ready like everyone's getting ready to shoot gene like some of the cops and like beast is getting ready to do something but then xavier freezes everybody and he's like we're not gonna kill gene like we cannot kill gene let's not do this i i thought that scene was so cool like i really love that i was like it's unfortunate that this move just this movie is not that good because it has some really excellent moments in it and that is one of them she i mean like that felt like dark phoenix to me that really did <laughs> you know i appreciated that like okay so the reason that and Xavier freezes everybody is that like he wants Mystique to have a chance to talk to Gene. Yep. Yeah. Right. Because they're best friends and we're so invested in this relationship. <laughs> we're so invested <laughs> in the Mystique Gene relationship. But like because Hank has a he has he says, I have a shot, I'm taking it. Yeah. And that's when Charles is like, Nope, everybody stop. Yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> and because he wants and like it doesn't work. No, I would say the scene immediately fails from here too. Like as a right. scene. <laughs> like, but I I actually think that Charles made the right choice. I agree. Giving Mystique a chance to talk her down instead of letting everybody just continue to pile. Yeah, because also I don't think it would have worked. Yeah, I mean, I think Gene just- Yeah, that's the other thing, right? Is that like you really think, you know, she just flipped uh, four police cars with like a vague gesture. You really think that your little dart gun thing is going to work, Hank? Yeah, like how does he think that's going to hit her? It's yeah, not. Yeah, I know. She's just going to stop the bullet. That, I mean, she. I mean, this is a very watered down version of the Dark Phoenix, but the Dark Phoenix is quite literally the most powerful character in the Marvel Universe. Like, Pretty much ever. all yeah. powerful, right? Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, because like, there's times where they've had her like face off with like Thanos or like fucking um, Galactus, and even then it's like she can just fucking eat them. It's crazy. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do in the MCU. She'll probably be like the big villain for like the next 10 years thing after Kane. Let's be real. Oh, I really don't want that to happen though. Well, who knows? I mean, who knows what's going to happen, but like it is the way they do it in this movie is excellent where it's like, she's just suddenly so powerful. And like, Xavier's like, shit, everyone's going to die. Like she can just like obliterate them yeah. better than X-Men three where like they didn't explain her powers at all. And she was like, people were turning into dust. I don't know what that was about. Hey, that so. happens at the end of this movie. You just haven't gotten to it yet. Right. Oh my God. I forgot about that. <laughs> 
Don't worry, the dust is going to come back. The Thanos dust, it's like the same animation, too. It's not dust, it's Takeo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So then Mystique steps up, and she's like, I'm not giving up on you, Jean, because we're best friends, and I love you and your family to me. We're family. Why isn't this Storm? I don't understand this. And Jean kills her. Jean's like, no, you're not. I'm going to kill you. Storm, Storm got knocked yeah, out. Yeah, Storm already got knocked but, out. Because she she tried to she tried to lightning bolt Jean, and Jean directed the. I lightning. think Ryan meant like from a story perspective. Why oh, isn't yeah, this? Yeah. Storm? I was saying, I'm saying it should be Storm, but also but instead, it shouldn't like, be because then they would have killed Storm off. Which I don't even know why they have Jean. God, I'm glad they did. It's didn't. kind of a crazy escalation to have Jean kill Mystique at, at the halfway point of this movie. But also, like Mystique, like. It's Mystique. And if it was comic book Mystique, she would just get up and like shapeshift her fucking wounds around. Like, yeah. That is, like she has a, I don't know. a rudimentary healing factor. So it isn't really believable that she dies. She gets stabbed. Well, right. Well, she get like Jean freaks out. She's like, everyone, I, the voices are too much. And she like telekinetically accidentally throws Mystique into wood. Yeah. Like I think. a piece I don't of really just... sharp wood that's like sticking out from some wreckage. I don't like, and know. Mystique like, like immediately dies. Instantly. Because, well, Super fast. Like Jean runs over. She, Jean's like, oh my God, I didn't mean to kill you. And then she flies and I like actually the way they animate Jean flying in this. It's pretty cool. And she's like fucking leaves and yeah. like bounces she into space. She freaks out. And then Hank and runs over. And then Hank over. walks over and Mystique's like, I love you. And I was like, <laughs> I fucking, God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was like, why is this couple still happening? Jesus. Yeah. It's yeah, and then we go to we go to Raven's funeral. Well, not quite. <laughs> the Blackbird flies back to the X Mansion. It's raining. And we do hear like the voiceover from the funeral because like Storm and Cyclops are carrying Quicksilver on like whatever that medical lab tray that you can carry people in. I don't know what it's called. Journey. Yeah. Well, Raven died doing what she did best. Helping a friend, a friend in need. Confusing the fuck out of us for being in this movie. Wait, no, Beast has Mystique uttered like fucking Cloaky. Cloaky makes his grand entrance into the Fox films covering Mystique, as <laughs> where which make, checks out because that's where he came from. Yep, so. so he and to dust he shall return. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And that's that whole thing that you were just saying where like Xavier has this really Yeah, Xavier does a really long speech at Mystique's funeral, which is hilarious because she absolutely wouldn't have wanted him to do that and wouldn't have wanted this to be the speech at all. I know. And also like all the X-Men are just glaring at Xavier, which is pretty great. Yeah. Like they're all wet and standing there and like Xavier's reading his speech and they're all glaring at Xavier. They're like, fuck this guy. Mm -hmm. Like, Then we have this like awkward scene indoors again where a bunch of really little kids, like elementary and middle school age mutant kids are like- Jean Did Jean kill murder Mystique? Because that seems kind of bad. And Scott is like, no, 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 no. It's totally fine. And they're like, really? Because it seems like she's a murderer now. And Cyclops was like, we're going to bring her here. And the kids are like, um. Can you not? Because she's scary. <laughs> and Sky, Cyclops is like, nope. Anyway, we go back to my apartment, which Storm walks over. And she's like, um, Jean killed people. You need to accept that. And Scott's like, no, she didn't. That wasn't Jean. And Storm's like, well, I'm going to kill Jean. Goodbye. That's when she does her, like, her hair flipping leaves. Which I don't like any of this. It's... I don't understand this. It's like, we're going off the rails. Like, pretty much, it's just like X-Men 3. Like, that scene where they get to the house and we have that epic fight in the house with Jean lifting the house up in the air and, and like all Xavier. that shit. She goes back to her childhood yeah. home, just yep. like in yep. this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like this epic scene. I remember I was in the theaters of X-Men 3 clutching on to my friend Elena because we were like, this is so fucking cool. We love Jean Grey going Dark Phoenix. <laughs> and then like after that, like the whole movie derailed. That's exactly what happens again. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like Jean it's just derails off an actual train, which is <laughs> she ridiculous. Heads, she heads off to the woods with Eric. That's right. She does. 
It's the same fucking story. They didn't need to do the same movie again. I know, again. like instead of killing Cyclops, she kills Mystique, which I mean, the order is different, but it's a similar energy where it's like Jean it killed is. someone. I legitimately wonder how different this movie would be if she had killed Scott instead of Raven mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually think it might have been a better movie. I think it probably would have been too, because like, I mean, Logan's not here, so there's no buddy for Scott to like be drifting off with after Gene dies. Like, yeah. it's just, which is weird to do the Dark Phoenix saga and not have Wolverine be part of it. Not have Logan. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I don't know. This is why I feel like Mystique is torn in so many different weird directions because she's kind of fulfilling the role of characters who aren't present. Oh, she's fulfilling the role of these characters who are supposed to be there and then also characters who were written in and then written out. Like, there's like nine characters that Mystique is playing. Yeah. I mean, Jessica Chastain is in the same boat where it's like she's fulfilling multiple roles. Yeah, they're like, listen, can we just have these two characters fill in all the characters that we wrote in and then we couldn't put them in the movie? And it's like, (laughs) that's not how anything works. Okay, wait, hold on. I I know that I said I really enjoyed the scene between like Jean and her dad and mark that as my favorite scene. But I actually think this next scene is literally my favorite scene, probably mm-hmm. of all the X-Men films, which is sad that it's in this movie is when Hank's drinking water alone in the kitchen and he's and clearly upset. In. And Xavier's like, Xavier rolls in and he just is like, well, I'm going to get drunk. So yeah. he pulls out his whiskey. I had a note about this. This is not the first time that he has had a drink from oh, no. a conveniently placed <laughs> decanter set in this house. And I'm like, this is a school. Yeah. Why is there so much alcohol around? I know. But also it was like, it was like this in days of future past too. Sort of an interesting commentary on Xavier as a character to have all this alcohol around and to not well, care. Honestly, there was a little bit of me that was like, are they suggesting that he drinks to cope? I think they might. I think that's maybe like an undercurrent here is that he just is drinking a lot. And is. I, I mean, I think it's, I think I, it's a good, addition to his character that's not in the comic books but i wish it was kind of i wish they had leaned on it a little harder honestly yeah, yeah, yeah. i think it, i think it works because he did this in days of future past and he did it in x-men apocalypse and he's he's in denial about so many things and like that just kind of fits yeah which is very xavier i mean i feel like they did understand xavier in these movies Absolutely, and yeah. magneto they like at least nailed those two characters so Anyway, so Xavier rolls in. He's having this whole conversation about how this, he's referencing first class about how Mystique was his, his broke sister. into his home, <laughs> looking looking you for know, his sister food. Mystique. And then and, and then I wrote down everything after this because I really enjoyed this whole bit of dialogue because it is really good. Where Xavier goes, and then I promised her a better life, and Hank goes, and then you took it from her. Mm-hmm. And Xavier goes, <laughs> I beg your pardon, and Hank goes. You heard me. And Xavier kind of like begs him. He's like, Hank. And Hank's like, this is your fault, Charles. It's your fault that she's dead. And Xavier says, come on, that's not fair. Hank says, fair? You messed with the mind of an eight-year-old girl. You pushed down all of that fear and anger. What do you think it's, where do you think it's all going to go? And Xavier's like, I did that to help her. What I do, and Hank's like, oh, please. You still can't see what you did, Ron. Xavier reaches for the whiskey bottle and Hank like, mega strength just shatters it like i thought like he knocked it off the table but i rewound it no hank touches it and it just explodes that's like, pretty rad that is <laughs> he just like so pinches cool. it out of existence with his beast powers well because like we forget that beast in the comics is like super strong does have super strength yeah. he just yeah. doesn't use it and like he, when he's mad it's like he just like fucking touches shit and it breaks yeah so hank goes no you need to face this charles you need to face this admit to me Right now, admit it, Charles. 
just admit you were wrong, please. And Xavier doesn't. Yeah, he just, he just sits, sits there. there. <laughs> and Hank, I mean, Nicholas Holt does a really good job where he just like, he like whispers. He goes, you still can't, yep. which is really good. He looks away and whispers, says that you still can't. And Xavier's like, I really hope you feel better, Hank. That berating, that berating you just gave me after I put my foster sister in the grave is making you feel better. And Hank's like, what the fuck? He's like, this isn't about me. I know what I did, Ron Charles. She was going to leave. And Raven was going to leave. And I talked her out of it. She saw what the rest of us did, it, which is basically implying that he's a piece of shit. And yeah. Xavier's like, and what was that? And Hank goes, that this whole time we've been protecting these kids from the world. But when really this whole time we should have been protecting them from you. I'm like... Boom! Like perfect. This is how we all feel about Charles Xavier. Yeah, it's a great it is scene. How all the X Men at this point in the comic books over the years feel about Charles Xavier. Like, remember that fucking letter Magic sent Xavier? Yeah. Where like she was like, I know that you told me to train these kids as soldiers, but fuck you. Like, I'm we're not doing that again. That's what you did to us. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Like, I fucking love this. It's perfect. This this scene is perfect in every way it's I great. fucking love it it's great and nicholas holt really kills it i mean so does james mcavoy but he doesn't have to do as much of the heavy lifting well i here. feel like nicholas holt did have this script but i feel like some of this part some of this is like it's delivery some of it is delivery and just it, the yeah. lines are fine but a lot of it is like body language delivery the pauses it's really good yeah like like the, the, there's parts where he's like admit it to me right now admit it admit it like i don't think that that yeah, I feel was like that's what it was like, like in the script i think that was nicholas know? holt Doing yeah. a really good job at being in grief and also angry. And honestly, McAvoy does this part two, right? Yeah, Where right. The only way I can describe this is like mean girl trying to turn it around on you. Yeah. And in a high school yeah. argument yeah. voice. Yeah. yeah. Like he's just Hank. like, wow, I hope you feel better. <laughs> oh, yeah. That part is so annoying. My sister just I know. Died. And Hank is like, I don't give a fuck. You're a piece of and shit. Hank is like, yeah, she'd have survived if you weren't such a dumb bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Xavier's like, come on, that's not fair. Like playing like yeah, a like yeah, yeah. a poor me. Like I I mean Ugh. it's good. It is this good. scene is I know really good. Dead, but really, I'm the one that's suffering. <laughs> I mean, that's Unfortunately, how he acts. After it is this, how he's acting. After this scene, there are no more good scenes in the movie. I know. That the movie ends here, Not guys. Great. Isn't this also where we're gonna end our our podcast for now? Well, I did. I watched that one other scene because it's like two seconds afterwards, where we just see Jean in the rain, sobbing in an yeah. alley, and she's trying to wipe the blood off her, and she goes, "What's happening to me?" Because I felt like that was a good point. Yeah. To cut it. That is where that's that is right after this scene is Jean sobbing by herself. Yeah, because like tonally, like the next scene, like is very different from whatever this scene is, where it's just like people standing outside a house, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, who edited that? <laughs> it's outside of Jean's dad's house for what it's worth. Well, yeah, but they're just like anyway. After this number of somber scenes, we're just like gonna walk around now, and I was like, um, yeah. okay. I mean, also the first half of the movie, pretty much up to the moment that you mentioned, is a stronger story. I mean, it's got a lot of problems that we've already been pointing out. Yeah, with the Dabari I mean, mainly, but it's it's got some good moments, and and I think if the second half had been good enough, it wouldn't have been so poorly reviewed. You know, here's what yeah, here's I, what I feel really the same gets way. Me about like the first half of the movie versus the second half of the movie mm-hmm. is the first half of the movie is really mostly psychological. Yep. Yeah. Right. Like it's about character interactions, and yeah. people's history, and how they're handling, and memories, like, sudden and... revelations, memories, and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as the second half starts, it's just... It's aliens? Exactly what Maddie has said about (laughs) MCU shows in the past, right? Is that, like, suddenly the formula MCU thing... Like, this isn't an MCU movie, but the same thing is happening. Mm -hmm. 
where there's just like halfway through they're like oh it's a superhero movie we have to have lots of superhero fights yeah. and people have to be using their powers and we need a unity ways, tech blah, demo blah, blah. to happen yeah <laughs> and there's like literally like three different battles that happen like all next to each other and none of them are interesting no none of them are good it would have been so much more interesting if the back half of the movie had just been a character drama, had just been people dealing mm-hmm. with their shit. I mean, that's what we like about Logan and dislike about Logan, which is, you know, same time period. It's a serious movie. It's about Logan's feelings and X-23's feelings. And then the part we don't like is the fucking goofy ass action movie shit that they have to do in the last, yeah. you know, third. All right. But I'm also going to I'm going to remind us from the beginning of this this episode that we started recording is that like this is the point in the movie where they reshot everything because they wanted to quote unquote make a better movie and also all their plans to like expand this out into two more movies were no longer happening. So they were trying to wrap it all up. So like I do think that this movie probably would have succeeded had it been able to continue on. I'm kind of glad it didn't because like obviously like I need to go to therapy about this mystique bullshit. But like (laughs) like, I do think I feel like such a jerk phrasing it that way now. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, it's it's one of those things that's going to haunt me forever, like fucking Logan's Weapon X flashbacks that also make me crazy. But <laughs> Yeah. It, yeah. Or, or the number of times he winds up in a fucking tube. And I'm like, Logan, you're just, like, going into the tube on your own at this point. You're like, there's a tube. I just fell into it. Like, okay. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, I do think it would have been a better movie if it was able to continue what it's doing in the first half of this movie. Because... I'm thinking about X-Men Apocalypse and how I really just can't stand any part of that movie. I remember like I was just fucking losing my mind every scene of X-Men Apocalypse. I do think, I hate to say it, but I think X-Men Apocalypse might be worse than this movie. I don't know. I agree. I, I think it's I, I think it's worse. No, I, I think Apocalypse is a much worse movie than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and honestly, like I, I know that I feel like I'm kind of bookending things between, you know, X3, which was however many millions of years ago mm-hmm. in terms of the show. But like, at least in this movie, Jean gets to be a character. And like yeah. we actually yeah. get to hear her deliver lines and take action. Like she's not standing in the background of some other plot line. Yeah, exactly. And we feel legitimately compassion towards her because right. of what's happened to her. I mean, they actually bother to set up her life. I mean, it's really random and it's not based on anything, but that's fine. I was still willing to go along with all of the, those changes because... I don't know. It's a story. You're telling a story. And I like that. There's got, there's yeah. conflict. There's, I think, yeah, there's I, the, the tension between her and Xavier. It, it all works for me. And like her, her chemistry with Scott, like all of that is almost enough to power a movie and make it a good movie. It's just unfortunate that like Storm and Nightcrawler are just quietly in the background. I don't know. It's very unfortunate. Also Mystique and Nightcrawler are still not related in this. Of course not. I feel really bad for Kurt. Yeah. In this movie. I feel like he gets, Oh my God, we're going to talk about it next time. But like when they have this big fight outside of Jean's magical Phoenix townhouse or wherever the fuck she is in New York City. Yeah. The townhouse fight before the train fight. Before yeah. the train fight. Before the other train fight. Oh my God. Yep. Yeah. There's like, there are two train fights. Right next to each other. That really confused me. Sorry. Keep going. Xavier is attempting to telepathically communicate with Kurt and then someone's attempting to, like Celine, I think, yeah. is attempting to control Kurt's mind. Yep. And like Kurt is just literally being caught in this tug of war between the two of them. And I'm like, ugh. And then Kurt tries to save the guy in the train fight. Yep. Yep. And he ends up dying. And Kurt just fucking loses it. Lips out yeah. and loses it and yeah. like 
kills seven aliens with his tail, which admittedly kind of badass. It's so random though. Okay, but that's really funny because like that scene is like directly after Kurt saying no killing, and then he kills like six dudes, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's very weird that Kurt even is like that like what it's it, there isn't enough time to establish him as anyone or anything they uh, they didn't i mean i feel like he was more like himself in the previous movie with um age of apocalypse where he's kind of like being like x-men evolution yeah where he was being kind of cute and like interrupting conversations and stuff yeah yeah and just being awkward and weird like i mean that is kurt well there's just no time for him in this movie there's no time there's no time for i well i don't know i i do want to know what this movie would have been like, and we could review this at the end of the next episode is like, had they kept with any of the plot points that I brought up, like, okay, so it would have had Jubilee and Psylocke and Emma Frost and the Hellfire Club and Lalandra landing with the fucking Shi'ar at some point mm-hmm. and like Rogue, you know, like just like what kind of movie that would have been, you know, or what if that been too much? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to read some of the reject scripts. Maybe we can find some although good i'm sure us. that like the hellfire club would have just been mostly emma frost doing all this shit that jessica chastain does this movie yeah because they wouldn't have had time for those other five characters they wouldn't have had time they, they, but the other five characters would have just been like Cameos. the character fights that we'd be seeing that we see in this movie that are just all the fucking scrolls i mean i don't know they're not scrolls and the random guy with the hair that attacks people. Yeah, that's Who's what that I'm guy? saying. But like, it would have been like we would have seen like Harry Leland and like Red Lotus and like Donald Pierce was so like in the background as, as their characters with like no lines that are fighting people. You know, right. I yeah, truly wanted to know who whip hair. Yeah, who's who the whip hair guy? Was. Who's the whip hair guy? He, we'll he was he's Dixie Con. We will get to him next week, his, y'all. His his mutant code name is Tresemme. <laughs> God. All right. I, better than what I said, I'm like, it's Dixie Con, everybody. You should, probably should have gone with Bayonetta if you were going to go with a video game uh, heroine for a hair attack. Okay, well, we've covered three different names now. Bayonetta, Tresemme, and Dixie Con, guys. You decide who Hair Whip is. Uh, I don't think he's based on anyone. I'm Vidal, I'm Vidal Sassoon of the New of the New Hampshire Sassoons. Um, I just realized <laughs> no one is gay in this movie. <laughs> nope. Oh my god! This is an aggressively heterosexual movie. Like the closest you get, Jesus, is the very final scene with Eric and Xavier. But that's next in the first half of the movie. But in the words of Mystique, Jesus Christ, this is heterosexual. (laughs) It's very heterosexual. Mystique is straight. Jean is straight. Everyone is straight. Everybody. Everyone is really straight. I can't even think of like a gay moment. I mean, maybe Xavier's sucking the president's dick. Okay. <laughs> no, it's only only in the metaphor. The metaphor is absolutely still like it's queer. It's mental illness. You know, there's some metaphors yeah. here. Well, but it, but it's steered away from even like the queer stuff because yeah. fucking Simon Kimberg is like, this is a metaphor for mental illness. Yeah. And I was like, Which I don't think works. I don't think it works. It is kind of hard to say, like, you should hate yourself because your homosexuality killed your mother. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. But like, (laughs) it kind of tracks if you're like, oh, your mental illness did. But that also doesn't really make a ton of sense. Well, that's I mean, that's like it's still uh, an accident regardless. It is. I mean, I I, I do. uh, Chris Claremont saw this movie and he's his response was somewhere in the lines of like Sophie Turner was really good at the role mm-hmm. but they like didn't give her very enough nice, to do he had a very nice quote about it that I like uh, yeah hold on I wonder if I can find this now because I read it yesterday yeah, it's, on, it's on the Wikipedia here it is he goes Chris Claremont remarked my problem with both iterations of Dark Phoenix on screen the original by Brett Ratner and the newer version by Simon Kimberg is 
I don't think you can do it effectively in 90 minutes. You can tell a good story in that time frame, which I think Simon did, but it's not the evocation of the story that Dave and John and Paul and I created. It doesn't have the impact of knowing the characters and their dynamics and building to it conclusively in this narrative way. The challenge is, in terms of a canon like X-Men, it's more like Harry Potter and Hogwarts or Game of Thrones. It needs time and space to evolve and bring the reader or viewer in to give them a result that's worth the investment of that time. So... Yeah. 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 I will say I will say this about this movie though. They actually I think of all of the Fox movies we've watched, they spend the least time giving us an origin story for someone. They do. I mean Gene they gets do. one, but that's it. That's all we have. Yeah, but like the only one we really care about is Gene. Right. And the only one we need is Gene. We don't have to find out about, you know, like Storm coming from Cairo or Scott Scott being Scott's in school for the again. Time. Wolverine in a tube somewhere. Man, I'm just going to point out that this this episode is over 2 hours and can you imagine had we done it just as like a six hour episode for our listeners to listen to. I, f- I feel like we let them be longer now that we've divided them up. Is that just, I don't know how we manage that. And then Maddie's like, how do we, it's how like how, this it's like how, uh, a, a gaseous, uh, element will expand to fill any space. <laughs> it's fill in. Container. Yeah. Like we do that, but with podcasting where if we're talking to each other, it's going to be three hours. Like it doesn't really matter. Although this, this particular episode required like a lot of background information that the other films didn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I think maybe next week we'll be a little shorter. The development of this movie is crazy. A surprisingly small amount of this episode is us saying what happened in the movie. Yeah, like the first hour because is Because very us. little actually happens in the first hour of this movie. Right. And then yeah. like the other hours, me having a therapy session with Knuckles the Echidna right. and him being like, right. you know, right. I think you should see a real professional. I was like, yeah, I'll go see Dr. Xavier. <laughs> no, you would never say that. All right, I would so- never see him. You're right. Dr. Sasaki's more by speed. <laughs> fucking christ um so since there's no who's gay section we can go on ahead to plugs uh sorry i need to stop because i heard brian say that man he's just like so doctor what do you think of the issues that i presented to you (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay plugs uh we're the mutant ages everywhere especially mutantages.com we're on every social media we're also individually on those platforms i'm at Mitty myers ryan i'm at ryan pagella pretty much everywhere twitter instagram twitch you can you could do that come come hang out with me in twitch as i play kingdom hearts games so you can understand why we always reference kingdom hearts here mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh todd mm-hmm. where are you <laughs> Mars. Come on, pause. Come on, he's like, pause. it's like you never know where Todd's <laughs> gonna say we where he's know. at. We never, never know. know. He's like, I'm in Doctor like, Sasaki's like, basement right now. I'm like, where's Waldo? You have to listen to the podcast until you think you've seen me. Okay, but like, what do we do when we get to like the land of Todd's, like the land of Waldo's? Like, you're the only one Todd wearing only one shoe. Like, to find the Todd that has the cane and the cup and the scarf. <laughs> <laughs> and a whole backpack full of shit that he loses along the way, just like I Waldo did it does in the conservatory. With <laughs> the podcasting, now life. we're in the clue. What's happening? I would try Twitter. I would try Doctor Todd Harper, and I used to say that that was the account where I have to be nice to people. But I got tenure, so I don't have to be nice to anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. I think. Well, congrats to Todd getting tenure, though. So there's that. Yeah, it's not. It's okay. So one, the the idea that I have to not be nice, I that I don't have to be nice to people, even though I'm tenured, is wrong. Like that's. If you if you for okay if you went to college and you have a professor who got tenure and then turned into a complete dick 
and they just ignored you as a student. They were being an asshole and you deserved better. I just feel like I want to tell that to our audience. Mm -hmm. Like tenure should not be a reason to stop caring about your job. I agree. However. (laughs) However. Todd doesn't have to be nice anymore. It's time to start getting real. But it's also like, it's not official until August. Like I got the, so he has to be nice until August. So I have to be nice until August. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So follow Todd to find out what that's like. Uh, Ryan, do you want to look up our highest tier Patreon supporters? Uh, We talked a lot about the Patreon on this app, patreon.com slash the mutant ages. There's a lot of reasons to become a member. I think going back and listening to the, the, crappily recorded but very raw episode where me katie and ryan had just watched the dark phoenix in 2019 and we're sitting at my kitchen table screaming <laughs> about it is probably worth <laughs> worth a subscribe but there's plenty of other apps on there there's a lot of there's a lot of bonus podcasts on there we usually release at least one a month mm-hmm. sometimes we do a couple depending on the situation yeah uh, we have not released anything recent like if you're asking about ant-man i i you know what even haven't i seen haven't it. seen the haven't heard good things and i haven't seen it yeah i'm wait, i'm waiting until it drops on disney plus because it's probably the only marvel movie i've not seen in theaters because quite frankly i'm i am so over how wrong the ant-man movies are and how jam van dyne is just not there mm-hmm. so whatever <laughs> i only have i only have one reason that i might want to watch the ant-man movie and that is to see if they do any setup with cassie lang Hmm. Oh, they probably do they probably because do. they're they definitely setting because, up Young Avengers like, for sure. They're definitely setting up Young Avengers, and she's Cassie has already been in the MCU. I think. Yeah, just she was in, in um, like a she was like a way. little kid before, and now she's an adult yeah. because of the six year jump. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway, um, so our top tier patron supporters are Samuel B and Soren B. Thank you so much for being our top tier patron supporters. We appreciate you so much. Thank you so much, so much, so much. I don't have any crazy voices this week. I mean, like, I guess I could be like Jesus Christ, but I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, Xavier. I can't. I can't take out my Xavier hate on. I, I could ask you, Samuel B and Soren B, why Mystique is like this in these movies, but I feel like everyone they can't is answer it. No over one can. it. No one can. And nobody wants to answer it for me because they're like, Ryan, please shut up. Well, she's dead now. Yeah, that's true. So it's That's fine. true. So anyway, uh, is there anything else we want to mention, like um, ways to contact us? Well, if you can't support, afford to support the show, please rate, review us on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Join our Discord. Join the Discord. Ask us stuff. Follow along. I don't know fucking that's it we did an episode my brain's out of juice we did i know i've got to pee everybody me too i just announced that to the entire podcast we gotta go we gotta go (laughs) so uh thanks for tuning in this was another long app and uh next week probably will be too despite our best efforts we'll see you next time the